With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, when Jake Paul comes out and blames Biden voters because Biden is destroying the economy, I'm just like, wow. If that is not an excellent barometer for where regular people are at, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying this to disrespect Jay Paul, Jake Paul or anything like that, but he's not a political guy. So when he's sitting there going like everything's bad and it's Biden's fault and if you voted for him, it's your fault too. I'm like, oof. Tell me how you really think. You take a look at the aggregate polling for Biden. It's at what, like 38%? Just miserably low. And if you are in the crypto markets, my friend, you're feeling it too. So we got, we got a, it's actually a lot of news today. Uh, I just want to let everybody know, uh, you want to know how you know you're old? (laughs) You don't get hurt exercising. (laughs) So I, you know, we got Jamie Kilstein here, and he was like, how'd you get her? Were you, like, doing a flip or something? And I was like, bro, I was sleeping. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I went to sleep, and I woke up, and I couldn't move. Incapacitated. Yeah. Incapacitated. So uh, fortunately, though, we got a we got a plethora of people here. So I'm going to just, like, try and make this work. I didn't do my morning show. I could not – I literally could not get out of bed. So I got one of those fancy Icy Hot things. You stick mm-hmm. it in – and then I great. took one of those fancy, you know, over-the-counter pain medications, mm-hmm. and I'm in excruciating pain right now. We got to get an inversion table in here. You we have one. Downstairs. We have one. I use it every single day, but I mean, at least like five times a day for to the avoid show, the problems you know that Tim has because I have the same problem. <laughs> oh, so it's working? Yes. No. yes. Oh. The cool thing is, like, I got the whoop right, and you look at my heart rate. It's like you're dying throughout the night. And my heart rate's really good. It's like yeah. 48. And then right around 4 a.m., it jumps to like 100. It's like what? call 911. And that's when I woke up like. <laughs> Couldn't move. Heck? Actually, no, this, this happened on Sunday, and then it just got. It's like it's a little bit better, and I think I'll be better tomorrow. I've been sleeping without a pillow. That's groundbreakingly mm-hmm. awesome. Flatten it out my back. I gotta try like, it. I'll have a pillow, and then halfway through the night, I'll take it off and throw it on the ground, and just flatten you gotta it out. discipline yourself to stay on your back, though. Yeah, yeah. Not roll to the stomach. No. So we got we got a bunch of news, man. Um, we're gonna talk about it. So uh, we got people hanging out. We got Bill Ottman in the house. What's up, guys? It's like to be here. Who are you? I'm Bill. I'm uh, co-founder of Minds. Check me out. Minds.com slash Ottman. You got a thing going on? We got a thing going on. Cool Festival.minds.com, <laughs> people. Hell yeah. Beacon Theater, June 25th, New York City. I know people aren't happy about New York City. We had the deposit down before the pandemic. so Beacon Theater is a cool venue. That, like, that's on my bucket list of places I want to play. The like, Allman Brothers. Yeah, that's why the Allman Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we got Cornell West, Coleman Hughes, Zoom, Blair White. Yeah. Tim, James, Tulsi, Tulsi, James O'Keefe, Tulsi Gabbard, Ben Burgess, Zuby, Seth Dillon, Babylon B. Just added, Jamie Ian. Kilstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just- Hopefully these two guys will come. <laughs> Jamie- I yes, think they're going to. Um, so, guys, come out. Promo code FESTIVAL, 50% off, festival.minds.com. There's also a free ticket request. We, you know, we're, we, we know some people are strapped. Just, the economy is screwed. Make a request if money is an issue. We want to get everybody in. But be careful because if you're strapped in the other way, New York won't let you in. That's yeah, true. so watch yourself. Which is well, weird. We all, I, oh, I thought you I, meant like <laughs> strapped on a different kind of strap. No, no. It means, no that's good. It means you have a gun. Yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, got, we got Jamie Kilstein. 
Hey everybody! Uh, last time, uh, now I'm a now I listen to the show more. I remember last time when you were like, "What do you do?" Instead of promoting my shit, I was like, "Well, a long time ago I was canceled and <laughs> things took great. a dark turn, but now I'm ready." I wrote stuff down. I'm Jamie Kilstein. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm headlining House of Comedy, uh, Plano, Dallas area next week, the 16th, cool. 18th, and 19th. I co-host a podcast, or I host a podcast called A Fuck Up's Guide to the Universe. We've had anyone, everyone from John Cleese to Nicole Aniston, uh, the porn star, when I had a breakup, and she nurtured me back to health um i also if you don't like tribalized bullshit uh i have a patreon patreon.com slash jamie kilstein and i'm on twitter at jamie kilstein instagram at the jamie kilstein and he cusses like are, a are you sure you Did are, i do it already are you sure you watch the show because it's a family friendly show Jamie. It is, <laughs> it, it, are you trying I'm to get canceled sorry i've already canceled this. enough but, okay. by the way i was like don't get canceled this time and i looked in front of me and i'm like are these bullet casings that say <laughs> let's go brandon and hey guys my name is Luke ask you if we are change.org and i think we're just very not, not that far away from 1984 doses to slow the spread you can yeah. do your part by going to the bestpoliticalshirts.com and spreading this very important message to the kyles and karens out there the bestpoliticalshirts.com because you go there i'm here thank you guys so much for having me this should be a very wonderful amazing interesting conversation uh ian how yes are you? oh pretty good luke actually thanks for asking man i think i got to do an inversion table myself um normally what i do is i get up i have some coffee I like look on the internet. Um, I do tech. I'm a social media entrepreneur. You can follow me at IanCrossland.net. I've been doing internet video blogs since the beginning, 2006, making it popular, communicating across the void, because why not? It's a form of time travel. And I am also here. You cannot avoid me if you're watching a show. I will be pushing buttons in the corner. And I was messing with this camera earlier so I could put it over on Tim in the Papasan, but he decided to sit up in the chair. And I wasn't really going to sit in the Papasan. It, it would have worked. It didn't move it over. I was like slumped over. Yeah, just he was like, dying. <laughs> gently dying. Very Stephen Hawking. Really, really exciting. But I am also here. I'm really excited for the show. Love, Jamie and Bill. Before yeah. we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become members to help support our important work. As a member, you get access to exclusive segments from this show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. I am going, we're going to have one tonight. You know, I, because I'm in such like, I, I, in all seriousness, I'm seriously hurting really bad. But, uh, you know, I just, I absolutely hate not working. And so like the pain of not doing the show is more than the pain in my, my body. And I was like, we're going to do it. So we'll, we'll have it. It'll be a lot of fun considering we have such funny people here. I thought it would be a shame if we did not get something out. So that'll be up tonight. And it'll be supporting our journalists and the hard work we do every single day. So never get to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel. Share the show with all of your friends if you really do want to support us. Let's jump into this first story. I absolutely love the way that Fox News has framed this story. Boxer Jake Paul <laughs> blasts <laughs> Biden for gas prices inflation, claims Biden voters are the American problem. I mean, in all honesty, that's a brutal statement. He said Biden accomplishments, highest gas prices, worst inflation, plummeting crypto prices. That one made me laugh. Highest rent prices ever. Created new um, incomprehensible language. Bravo, Jake Paul. That was amazing. And I don't think he's like a big conservative dude. No, like he goes not. after Dana White from the UFC, the way he treats fighters. And I, I think has talked about like unionizing. I saw him do like a either him or his brother Logan did uh, like a Black Lives Matter thing for. Yeah, he's not like a super like right wing dude. That that's he says if you're reading this and voted for Biden and you still don't regret it, then you are the American problem. Oof. So seeing that after I, and, and you, you hit the nail on the head, he's not like a conservative guy. You don't have I, I think we've already seen it with people like Elon Musk. People who are not conservative are being like, hey, you know, I'm kind of reading the writing on the wall and I can see how bad this is. We had a friend of mine out recently who's like, you know, 
fairly liberal who was just like, man, I don't know. I kind of regret this. Things are getting really bad. Yeah. So, but just a just an honorable mention, real quick, for them calling him a boxer. Well, that, he is. That was he's five and zero. Oh. And this is another thing. Yeah. People yeah, who are who really are not five into and oh. yeah. 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 four yeah. knockouts. Yeah. Yeah. Boxing he's legend Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is the thing: people who are not into politi- politics are being forced into politics because of the way of how extraordinary this great reset is is going in a way where it's it's just unavoidable. Everything now is politics, and it's slowly uh, becoming that uh, with every political cycle. But I think now it's becoming more unavoidable than ever. If you, if you don't take an interest in politics, politics will take an interest in you. Absolutely. Oh, like a Plato real. quote, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Pericles. Oh, okay. It's been around since the Greeks. Oh, I thought it was a Jake Paul quote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. The, the, the thing about tribalism, too, is I was thinking about this with the like the drag shows last week, watching some of my friends on the left almost feel like they had to defend it just because like, mm-hmm. that's what the, the left does. And I think with tribalism in general it should be so easy like what jake paul is doing should be the norm right like i remember when i was against drone strikes under bush and then obama who i liked and voted for when he was doing it too i was like well this is still bad it's not like a well it's a cooler drone because it's obama it's still you know so even if you vote for if you voted for biden or if you're a democrat you should actually be the most outraged when something goes wrong and feel free to call it out not feel like oh man i guess i have to defend biden it's like no you don't dude not if you don't want to exactly but 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 also this is an opportunity for for progressives to be like we told you not to do biden we told you to do bernie that would is been so true. much better, man. I mean, I'm not saying Bernie. I think Bernie would have done better for sure. Yeah, his mind I, was there at least. Yeah. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I don't know how much better. I, I think, I think things are going really well under Trump. I, I think Bernie kind of sold out quite a bit. I was watching that Lindsey Graham Bernie thing a little bit, but I feel like a box of, you know, a, a box of rocks would be better than Biden. At this the point. Biden was the last thing I think a lot of liberals wanted, and then they doubled down like it was the greatest thing ever. That was a tough one to watch. The whole, I can't stand that guy, so I'm voting for anything else. Yeah. I hope that that never happens again. Because it was televised and it's been recorded now. At least it, we know what happens. It happens every four years. It's uh, Does it? Yeah. I Hillary guess, Clinton. Yeah, that 2016 election was another version of that, I think. But people like Trump, man. It was, you know, for a lot of people, the, the the more bombastic he was, the more they liked him because he was pushing back on this machine. You know, I'm glad I finally just get to admit publicly that he was hilarious. <laughs> he was, yeah, I wouldn't vote for him, but, but man, oh man, was really that guy funny? funny. Yeah. And that was the craziest thing to me. I remember it was like 2017 and 18. I'm just laughing nonstop at this guy, and I'm like, people were so angry, and I'm like, he's funny. The funniest thing, horse face. Come on, <laughs> when he uh, this one was so simple, but it's the one that popped me the hardest. Is during the Democratic debate, he literally just tweeted boring. Yeah, I was like, so hell yeah, dog, good. that rules. That's the political commentary I am here for. That's the reality. And then I guess people just didn't they didn't like the mean tweets, mm. and so they were much they they you know you know it's really funny. Actually, I'll put it this way: there's a viral meme going around. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Called Donald Trump predicted everything that's happening. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> no. It's literally just like one Trump rally where Trump is like, he's going to shut down your oil and gas industry. Oh, no. yeah, You're going to see the highest gas prices. There's going to be a wave of, of immigrants coming across the border. And I'm like, oh, check, 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 check. check. You know, and, and this got me thinking too. The craziest thing about it 
Do you guys remember Joe Biden said he was going to transition off gas? He was off yeah. fossil fuels. in the debate. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. He's outright. And so when I say, you know, I said this last week, when you're looking at your gas prices, if you're an environmentalist, anti-climate change person, your your only option is to be like to is to accept the problem. Because Joe Biden said he wanted to fight climate change. Joe Biden said he wanted to get off fossil fuels. That's what he's trying to do. Here we go. Okay, so that was actually my question because I remember the the people the people liked me last time I was on the show because I asked questions instead of just yelling, yeah, uh, talking boy. So I legitimately don't know the answer to this. This is going to sound like it's a rhetorical. Well, what do the conservatives want to do? But what do the conservatives want to do? Like, is there a solution that there? Because everyone's furious, right? Yeah. But what are people saying? Like, what would Biden have to do? What are people asking him to do that would actually make the prices let me, go down? Let me uh, take the non-conservative approach right away and just talk the rational approach is we need to start building nuclear power plants. Yes, yep. yes, 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 yes. Uh, the Green New Deal needs to actually be about green energy. Yeah. So this is like I, I'll, I'll, I'll mention the conservative stuff in a second. But if the Green New Deal was like we will invest X amount of dollars into wind turbines in these areas, we will open up these areas for geothermal yeah. or then I'd be like, well, it looks like we got a plan. And that all like, sounds progressive and but, wonderful. But, but, but it's not that's not what's in it. Right. What's in it is like free health care for marginalized so people weird, and yeah. like college and stuff like that. And it was a resolution that never actually proposed any of this stuff in the first place. And. Right away, I'm just like, okay, well, the progressive solution should be draft me, draft an actual bill addressing the expansion of green energy. I, I suppose what they'll do is they'll say the build back better bill. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, but that was just so much. That's $5 trillion of random other things. So I will say right off the bat, we got to get off, get over this thing with nuclear power. The conservatives are outright just saying, uh, give the permits back for, for oil and, and gas leases because the, they, they shut some down in the Gulf, in Alaska and on federal lands. Some of these were due to court rulings, challenges by environmentalists, not because Biden was doing it. Biden ultimately pulled them because of losing court uh, court cases. Mm. Um, what is it? Uh, um, Keystone Pipeline, turn it back on. That'll alleviate some of the specul- speculative pressures. Oh, no. I remember protesting that. Right. Exactly. No. <laughs> well, so th- this one. Oops. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. It's a little more. <laughs> uh, Thanks for shutting it down. Deregulate. Yeah, my bullet casings will go elsewhere. No, <laughs> Conservatives want uh, a removal of certain regulations that make it harder for oil and gas exploration. Yeah. So. You know, we talk about why why aren't we seeing more uh, oil companies going to certain areas and trying to start developing more oils because it's difficult yeah. because there's there's government regulations. So the cost benefit analysis is we shouldn't invest the money here because not, it's not going to pay out in the long run. It is it is it is uh, complicated to be completely honest. Uh, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia plays a big role. Yep. Because they're either overproducing or underproducing, which changes things. The the war with Ukraine and Russia absolutely plays a big role. But to put it simply, oil exploration. Alleviate some of the tensions on regulation, uh, regulations, bring these, these, uh, re- allow these leases back on federal lands. If it were Donald Trump as president, he would convene the CEOs of all these companies immediately. He would say, tell me what you need to get the prices down and then have a plan. Right. Or just very simply undo everything that the Biden administration has done because everything they have but done Trump is would... standing in the way of, of businessmen is standing in the way of people being able to fix this problem yeah. with, of course, regulations, taxes and, and big government bureaucrats who want their cut of the middle and are, and are standing in the way of, of actual things that could help the people that could help the environment. But but we're not focusing well, on any. So of that. that was my follow up question is, you know, as a table of people who I think are as suspect of corporations as we are the government is by loosening those regulations and giving more control to the corporations do we trust them to do the right things like the oil and gas no they're profit motive right so that's that's the problem there too right yeah i'd like to see like a focus on biodiesel and teaching people how to make 
biodiesel that's legitimate, like pure and clean that we can regulate yeah. and use. But yeah. relying on corporations to do it, they're going to have profit motive as their totally. Yeah, but let's get back to nuclear a little bit because like there's a big misperception about modern nuclear versus like old school nuclear, which is super nasty. Like I, th- this is actually one of the few things I don't know if you've seen the Bill Gates documentary on Nef- on Netflix. Mm-hmm. One of the few things that Bill Gates has actually invested in, which is actually kind of interesting. Um, this guy's a fan of Bill Gates over here. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. know. I, I would say Bill Gates. Not, what? You're I'm amongst not, friends. No, I'm going to slide my bullet Epstein, over there. He's, he's an Epstein freak show. But his nuclear <laughs> power plants are actually really interesting because the, the waste is extremely minimal. I think they're actually powered by waste. And the, the risk of meltdown is just vastly less. So, like, Trump was not talking about nuclear. Like, no one's talking right. about they're, – they're afraid to talk about <laughs> nuclear even though the technology has – has evolved so much. I heard Michael Schellenberger, who's running against Newsom. Yeah, he just lost. Yeah, he, yeah he's the, he's the, he was the only guy I've heard like talk sad. about it. Where I was like, oh, this makes sense. It was the first yeah. time I heard it. Yeah, he's super smart. You can also fusion is another kind of nuclear. So you got fission, you got fusion. Completely different processes. They're both called nuclear because it's uh, ignorance basically. Uh, fusion's completely. I mean, once you give if if you can ignite fusion and get it going, it basically gives you an unlimited fuel supply. I think that's. That scares people in power. Yeah. Jamie, I'll, I want to push back on your point here just a little bit, yeah. especially when it comes to the public-private sector debate, especially when it comes to the larger topic that we're discussing here, discussing here the Biden administration, because what we essentially have here is the government, the Biden administration, picking and choosing what corporations are going to prosper, which ones are not. So right. when you look at the Green New Deal, when you look at all the proposals that he's pushing, it's directly going to benefit countries that he has business dealings with, with his son, right. like China, mm-hmm. especially when they are the ones getting the the raw minerals to get the solar panels to get the batteries so when you look at uh, you know any kind of uh, corporation the most powerful ones the most unaccountable ones are the ones that have friends in washington dc and 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 my argument that you kind of countered back on and asked the question on you know do we trust these corporations no obviously but it's because of the government intervening and and directly playing a key role in which corporation does well and which corporation does not well yeah i agree that last part i don't trust the corporations either way i don't trust anybody Uh, <laughs> but that last but, part's but, spot on. But when it comes to the free market and allowing individuals to choose what they want, giving them choice, giving them decentralization rather than the monopoly of force, government coming in and saying, you can only buy from this corporation, you can only buy solar, is the problem because right. it, it leads to more problems. It leads to the government abusing their power. Let me, let me, let me point out, too, that uh, there was a chart I was looking at last week that shows the Trump administration's last year, which showed inflation and wages were stable. And then a month after uh, or like a couple weeks after Biden is inaugurated, it inverts. Wages collapse. Inflation skyrockets. It's been a year and a half. It's still on track going the exact same direction. So certainly by now, Biden could have done something. So I think the issue with gas prices, too, it's not just about the direct regulations and policies on gas. I know a lot of people immediately say, like, what has Biden done directly to affect gas prices? You can also come out and just be like the, the unemployment benefits expansion, which I understand had good intentions. But then you're flooding the market with with the, the mass release of currency, which is going to devalue the currency. So even if Biden didn't do anything on this other on these other issues, Keystone was big because that caused massive speculation. If he did nothing other than the economic policy, which results in inflation, gas will go up along with it because mm-hmm. you got to pay truckers. The one of the things about Keystone that's so brutal is that how how do we get oil shipped if we're not doing it by pipeline, freighters, trucks? That's even worse. Mm. It takes fuel to transport. You put in a big pipe. There's fears about leaks. Totally get it. I think the big issue is, it's fair to say, we're addicted to oil. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that to be a dick. But I mean, we built a civilization off of fossil fuels. 
They're, fossil fuels are incredible. The, the energy return on energy invested is absolutely amazing. And so we were able to literally create human life. When we build these machines that can harvest the field faster and better, then all of a sudden people are fat and happy. They're fed. They're going to have babies. They're going to have tons of babies. But you're going to need that resource to maintain that level of life as well. It freed the slaves. You brought this up a while ago. It was the steam-powered engine in the Industrial Revolution in the 1800s that basically gave – I mean, it was the cotton gin is the big part of it. But it, it, it opens up – the fossil fuels have opened us up to no longer be slaves to labor in a lot of ways. And, yep. But to now, what, to what you were saying, Luke, about Biden picking favorites, I mean, he won't even mention Elon Musk with regards to electric cars or solar. It's like, that talk about, yeah, yeah. talk about the players in the industry. I yeah, mean, yeah. no, Elon, uh, Elon no. has a low ESG yeah. score. Yeah, he's been kicked out of the ESG. He has a renewable energy car company that's a pioneer in its field. And again, lots of critical things I could say about Elon, but in that particular field, all the green people or the peaceniks should be all happy and, and, and good. But he all tweeted over a meme with Tim Pool, dog. Exactly, exactly. So he tweets interesting things now, and he's he the main person that, 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 pushes the kind of narrative, pushes the conversation, and that's why he's the one that, that's Which, being attacked. Which, if you want to strike back against tribalism, that is a moment where you go, you know what, I don't agree with Elon Musk, but he's trying to do something to help us with our uh, uh, energy addiction. I want to do it. Let's come together and get people from all sides to do this thing that shouldn't be political. It's okay to agree with someone on a single topic. You're not endorsing their entire, their entire life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, regarding this mass printing of money, I've kind of had a moment of clarity. They're basing it on what's called modern monetary theory invented in, shortly after World War II, I think thereabouts. And the idea is you print as much as you need to stimulate and to build your infrastructure so that you can produce things. But what's happening now is they're using that idea. We're going to print as much as we need so that fill in the blank. They're just giving it away to people's bank accounts. They're not building the infrastructure not that modern monetary accounts. theory needs. The special private interests, their buddies in even, the upper echelons in the establishment are getting secret Federal Reserve bailouts and they're getting money that, of course, makes sure that they never lose money. This when they make of, money, their profits are, are theirs. But when they, they lose money, they have losses, the Federal Reserve literally steps in it's like, yeah, we'll cover that for you. Don't worry about that. Yeah. That's not a free market. No, yeah. and it's not modern yeah. monetary theory. They're, they're calling it that, but it's an aberration of that system, and they're, it's basically it's, just it's liquidation the, of the no, U.S. No, economy. No, 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 no. It's the modern largest transfer of wealth in recorded human history that's happening right in front of our eyes. It started in 2008 during the housing market crisis. Ben Bernanke was literally orchestrating secret international bailouts of financial institutions all around the world with the power of the Federal Reserve that literally just went on the computer and just typed in zero, 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 zero. Yeah. Here you go. Well, we Here's we, the money. Meanwhile, you have to work for it. You have to slay for it. You have to work a nine-to-five job for it. The Bankers created a system, zero, 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 mine. Good luck, peasant slave. We're going to devalue the dollar. Good luck paying for food this week or this month, whatever the hell it is. People are getting screwed over royally. And this is why Jake Paul saying this is so important right now because it brings this point to a reality that a lot of people can't ignore. It's, it's not just that. It's a barometer. <clears throat> Jake Paul coming out and saying it. How many, how many more people do you think are thinking the exact same thing who are not political people? Right. So it's like that. It's like that joke. I think it was what from Simpsons, the Family Guy or Family Guy, where they're like, "We received seven complaints last night. That means eighty billion people were upset." You know, Simpsons. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, it's like ignoring. You know, if you're sick and you ignore your sickness, it's like looking at Biden and how he literally cannot communicate, and and people are just afraid to confront that illness that like. Our society but has. If I, mean, I go to the doctor, they'll tell me that I'm sick and I don't want to think I'm sick. Right. Yeah. 
But that's on purpose, though. That I think that is is made to be a distraction for the larger agenda that he is pushing that is directly benefiting the people who are on the ship, robbing and looting everything for themselves that the ship is sinking. The ship is the United States. It's going down. And there's a lot of criminals out there that are taking everything they can well, for themselves. They're not criminals because they don't adhere to government law because they're multinational. They don't have a country that they have to play by the rules of. It's got the Bank for International Settlements in Switzerland let's, that they're running money through and they're just siphoning our wealth. It's insane. Yep. Let's let's pull up this story and then we'll, we'll keep going on that idea. So we have this from the Wall Street Journal. S&P 500 enters bear market as Dow and NASDAQ fall. Um, Guys, what I don't have a savings account. I don't know what any of those words mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're about to You're help, screwed. Help. help. <laughs> it means bad. <laughs> it means bad. <laughs> it means bad. Got it. Got it. And I will also point out that one of the reasons Jake Paul slammed Joe Biden, I think the main reason was right there in the middle. His crypto yep. portfolio probably yeah. tanked. And yep. he was like, oh, like no. the, so a lot of people bought into crypto. And, you know, I think crypto is fantastic. I'm not selling. But everything is taking a major hit, and crypto took a bad hit. And it's been mm-hmm. getting beaten up pretty bad. Even Bitcoin's getting be- beaten up. But this is the market. This is this is the ship sinking. You look at the graph of the of inflation. I mean, it's it's eight point two, it's eight point four, it's eight point six. Worse than it's ever been since World War II. Consumer prices are skyrocketing. Yo, I hope you guys are ready for August. Ugh. But you know, I'll I'll say this: while the regular people are suffering under this. Big, massive financial institutions are getting free cash from the Federal Reserve. And, and to the tune of how much? We don't even know. Trillions. Trillions of dollars. Probably. It's off the books. Off yep. the books. They're buying up property, some of these big firms. They're buying houses for people. They're, they're, they're offering 30% premiums Jesus. because the, the money doesn't matter. The number amount doesn't matter. What matters is they get the land from you. Dude, this is what I'm, has been bothering me. If, if my crypto value goes down 100 or 90% and then, but they get all the funny money from the Federal Reserve, they can just buy it up with funny money. Bro, I've been saying this. This it's, is what it's I, 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 unconscionable. The, I don't the, think these. Sorry to interrupt you. Go no, no. I, I was saying this a, a month or so ago. Probably not as eloquently as I could have because I'm not like a crypto expert. But I want to point out to people that this the federal centralized banking system that allows them to effectively expand the money supply at, at on a whim. They can just buy crypto from people. They can buy as much as they want and control the, the market. Yeah, they can and engineer dump. because they're they are. You know, behind the exchanges, a lot of the crypto exchanges are actually not working on behalf of the customers because they have all the data that can kind of predict what is going to happen. They know where all the leverage points are. So, um, yeah, they're betting against customers. Yeah. But I, I don't want to, I don't want to get wrapped up too much in the crypto stuff. The point is the entirety of the market. Like right now, the market's dropping. Ultra wealthy people are like, Oh, fantastic. Cause here's how it goes. It goes, it goes this way every time you go back throughout history. Market drops, poor people panic. They sell as much as they can because they got to buy bread. Rich people who don't have to worry about it buy up all this property and assets for pennies in the dollar. Then the market goes back up and they own it all. Yeah, and then they pattern. sell it when it's on top. Ugh. That's yep. another. If you're a banker, if you're you know working at the Federal Reserve, you're able to predict when assets are going to be at their highest and their lowest. Why wouldn't they take advantage of that? It's it's natural that they would. So so this is this is not capitalism. This is feudalism 2.0. This is a, a, a new way of indentured servitude that we're all going through right now, whether we like it or not. Some people say that might be a hyperbolic statement, but how else could you explain what's happening right now in the real world with so much pain, with so much suffering, with economic inequality that's being driven by these people, and then they have the gall to come out publicly and say corporations are greedy. Right. It's I wanna, all their fault. I just want—I want—I want to mention real quick. 
in the during the during the November 2020 election cycle, we were regularly hitting over 100,000 concurrent viewers on yeah, this show. It's wild. Now we're getting right now we have about 41,500 yeah, people. So nice. it's, it's a lot of people. This is great, and you guys rock. My question is: those 60,000 other people who'll be watching in real time, where'd they go? Are they are they paying attention still? Mm. Because everybody pays attention when the election happens. Where are you at now? Because I'm willing to bet a lot of these people voted for Biden. Not every person who watches, I, m- most of them probably voted for Trump, f- to be honest. But I've seen so many people who have told me, one, they vote for Biden, and two, they did watch at some point during the election. And I'm just like, how does that happen? Like, how do you watch our show? And there, you know, well, a I, lot of moderate people watch. Well, no, I, I just remember this under Obama when I was very, you know, pro Obama when he, he was first elected. And first of all, I love that the show keeps me grounded on both the left and the right. Cause hearing you, Luke, talk about the corporations, I was like, got it. I'm pro gun so I can use it to kill the rich. Uh, no, not. that's not true. That's not true. I'm kidding. No. Um, I, no, I think that I remember everyone voted for Obama and they were like, change, hope, we're set. Everything is great. And then they just stopped holding them accountable. And then he just got kind of more centrist, more centrist, more centrist. The Obamacare wasn't at all. There was nothing like universal health care about it. It wasn't socialized medicine. It was, you know, uh, there was some good stuff, but it was a lot of like corporate. Uh, and I think people just they, they, they treat elections like sports and they're excited and they're gossipy and they're watching shows like this because they feel like they're a part of something where they can actually make a difference because one day they go in and their voice is heard and blah, blah, blah. And then they just leave because it's not fun and yeah. they don't hold people. They don't want to hold people accountable because that's where it gets hard. That, that was the, the 2008 election was the prime example of reality TV meets political elections. I know exactly what you're talking about. People had this fervent exuberance for hope and change they voted for obama obama got in and then they wanted him to do it that but was the it. president cannot do anything their job is to make sure it doesn't go crazy yeah they veto stuff and if we had posed a revolution against the financial markets and taken control of our monetary supply obama would have let it happen yeah he was the he wasn't a president that would have stopped us but he couldn't do anything on his own yeah he was he they know where he lives well, and i think we were talking about this before we went on air maybe we were talking about this earlier tim where it's like the people who voted for biden should be oh no I was talking about this with Taylor the people who voted for Biden should be the most tuned in should be the most outraged should be the most wanting to hold him that, accountable because they're like this is our guy this is our fault we need to keep him in line so I guess what I was trying to say before is there's a lot of people who aren't in politics right now they they come in and I think it's fairly obvious you know the 2020 cycle was massive it was Trump they come in they hang out they watch something happens now we're all still here at the front of the ship but all those people have walked away and that the lower decks and they're playing, you know, they're doing their thing. They're feeling the, the, the heat. They're feeling the pain. They're, they're watching the ship sink. But we need to get these people back up here to pay attention and, you know, be, be involved again. Yeah. I think a lot of people are tired. A lot of people are sick of the lies. I think a lot of people are disillusioned with our current system because they vote left. They think they're going to get hope and change and they get drone bombs and, and domestic spying. 100%. They vote r- right wing and Republican and they're going to think they're going to have uh, conservative fiscal policies and they don't. They have the same kind of reckless spending as they did during the Democrats. And and then they have the, the Trump scene and the people are questioning themselves like, what, what? why should I even be involved in this? I got to worry about myself. I got to worry about making ends meet. I got to worry about my future which again 
uh, upward economic mobility is being taken away from individuals in such a drastic way. People are being looted. People are being gutted. Their savings are being obliterated right in front of them. Inflation is one of the largest taxes the government could wage on the public, and they're waging it in such an extreme way. It's absolutely astounding to see people, uh, you know, j- just be able to, to make ends meet at this point. Let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you if you didn't know, Jamie. First, I'll ask you some questions. Okay. How's the economy doing? Uh, pretty bad, bud. Pretty, pretty bad. Um, how are the American people f- faring with these high gas prices? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say uh, they're not doing great. So, the, so the U.S. government sent twelve twelve million dollars, I believe, to Pakistan for gender <laughs> studies programs. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, uh, is gender studies code for gas money for Americans? It's not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's is it Pakistani <laughs> for just kidding? <laughs> so, but here's the reason. Here's I'll give you the general reason has been uh, that they've given for doing this. Yeah, is that the U.S. by giving money away, it makes people use it and retains confidence in the U.S. dollar. So the idea is let's just give out all this money around the world, then everyone will be like, I got U.S. dollars, I can use it. Yeah, but I think that, that that's the premise of modern monetary theory that they're going to invest in production. And what they're doing is they're putting it in bank accounts and getting interest or they're buying crypto and putting it in Panama. Like it, it, it's not it, – it's I, an aberration of I, what's supposed to happen. I don't think it's that simple, Tim. I think it's the U.S. government buying political favors and saying, hey, we want this national resource. We want this corporation that we're tied in to have access to this natural uh, – this product that you have here. And, and I think this is why we send speedboats to Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, by the way, if you look at what's happening there socially and politically, it should be a warning for the rest of the world right now. You have people rioting, you have people angry, you have people going hungry, and I think that's going to be happening in a lot of other places around the world. Maybe not in the United States anytime soon, but I think definitely there's going to be a lot of economic instability in Africa and the Middle East coming very soon. That's going to disrupt a lot of normal life flow for everyone because it's also going to spur on a migration crisis as well. Well, I I wanted to go back to what you were talking about, Luke, about why regular people have stopped paying attention. And I also, I was thinking about it. I wonder if it's because we have become so, such a reality TV show world when it comes to how we digest our politics that going after a Trump tweet, because Trump tweeted something mean, is easy. Examining why, you know, I mean, I would like to think I'm fairly informed and I had to ask all of you guys, well, what will we do for gas prices, right? Like, those are complicated issues. I mean, in fact, it's one of the reasons Trump won, right? It's he could actually appeal to everybody. You ask a lot of people, you know, what do we do for the economy? And then they're like, well, it's going to start with election reform and they're checked out. But you just go, ah, the Mexicans are taking your job. You're like, got it. That's easy, right? And so I wonder if with the Biden stuff, I think part of it is they're like, my guy won. 
on. I think part of it is they're burnt out, like you were alluding to. I, you know, I talk to my friends who have big podcasts in not the political world, but in like self development and stuff. And they're just like, dude, in a couple years, people aren't even good. Like Trump burned people out, you know, like all those tweeters and stuff that now that it's Biden, even though the country isn't doing well, there's nothing, there's no, you know, big tweets. There's no big, you know, drama. And they just, I think they're just sort of checked out. They're embarrassed too. Yeah. Because it's kind of like you see, you can't not be, you see him communicating and like, why would they want to come out and engage it and talk about politics when it's like... Look at what we just did. Our guy. But they yeah. knew this. I mean, when he was running to be president of the United States, he wasn't doing rallies. He was known as the basement candidate. He was known as just doing wonky shots from the corporate media that were incoherent yeah. then. People knew what they were getting themselves the basement into. Candidates. It's gotten worse, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think people did. Yeah. I, I told this to Bannon. Uh, Trump was anti-elected. People, people were voting against Trump, not for Biden. There's a definitely I, yeah, a feeling that, that yeah. that's happening on the other side of the TV screen. It's really disturbing when you realize how connected things are and that, no, this is all here with you right now. This is you. This is all coming. It's here. You, we are here together. Even though there's a screen between us, this is it. it probably also, sorry, Tim, it has to with like why it's 40K versus 100K has to do with the algorithms. I mean, it's like what is being promoted at certain times, or, or do you do you truly think no, that it's like organic thing? I think the crazy thing is how right now we, we talked about talk about it last week with uh, Republicans just responding to everything Democrats say. We got news that um, actually I don't know if we have this article picked up uh, pulled up, but we should talk about it. We've got news right now: ten senators, uh, Republicans have agreed with Democrats on gun control. And so I remember, you know, Luke was telling me this. He was like, yeah, 10, this was the other day. He's like, 10 Republican senators are cutting a deal with uh, Democrats for gun control. And I was like, no, that can't be right. That, 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 that puts them over the filibuster. They're going to get that passed. Turns out it's true. So why is it that you never have the inversion of that story? Where are the 10 Democrats to side with Republicans on gun access? Mm-hmm. Never happens. And so what you see is, the narrative is always skewing in the direction of the democratic establishment and what progressives want. Or just eliminating people's rights. To, right, right, yeah. right. It's because so, the media is m- manipulating people and it's controlled by forces outside the United States. Well, well, so the point I was trying to get to with Bill, you mentioned algorithms, is that the first iteration of narrative control is mainstream media, New York Times. They're losing that. What's happening now is big tech is just, well, all they got to do is this. If you've got 50 conservatives and 50 Democrats, ban one conservative and now it's a lopsided match you got let's say it's five on five basketball you ban one conservative and it's five v four who's likely going to win oh without a doubt the five people and that's basically what's happening i think there were with social media you're a hundred percent right like watching the way conservatives get banned i don't know if there was shadow banning back in the day when I was like super progressive and woke, but I was straight threatening to fight senators every day and just like getting followers, getting verified. And now my like tiny Instagram is shadow banned and I don't even post conservative stuff, but I have famous followers who are like anti-vax or, you know, whatever. And I'm certainly shadow banned on maybe But you're Twitter. also, you're anti-authoritarian, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh no, I'm here to pitch my pro-authoritarian <laughs> platform and promote my comedy dates at the House so, of Comedy next week in but, Dallas. But like meaning that they punish right and left right. that are anti-authoritarian. Right, right, right. But the only thing I was going to say with you, uh, the, the only thing I kind of disagree with with what you said about the, is, I, I mean, I remember back, back in the day, uh, the amount of bills that were mostly like 
anti-corporation, you know, whatever, that the Democrats would some of them would pass, but all the centrists like Max Baucus types would uh, C block it and Republicans would come over, whatever. I think the reason in this case with guns is the Democrats don't have much backbone. Right? Like, they're wishy-washy on everything. They sell out everything. But I feel like guns and abortion are, like, their two things. Where there's not going to be compromise on that or else it's like, but, just go be a Republican. But I but I do mean a more modern history. So, like, under the Biden administration, I agree with you. Yeah, with with, uh, with Trump. The Trump. It was the populist insurgency in 2016. Uh, Bernie loses. Trump wins. Yeah. Ber- uh, Bernie failed at storming the gates of the Democratic Party. Trump succeeded at storming yes. the gates yes, of the Republicans. So now you get people like Bill Kristol. You get these neocons, the Lincoln Project types, who are effectively Democrats. Right. But it's because... Which the, I am not happy about. The uniparty coalesced around what the Democrats are. Since then, what have we seen? In 20... In, so we, we get a Donald Trump presidency in beginning of 2017. No. You've got Republicans controlling Congress. They do nothing. Yes. In fact, they agreed with the Russiagate investigations and moved forward saying, well, we've got to be reasonable. So crazy. So since then... Liz Cheney, our progressive hero. So I, I think it was Michael Malz who brought this up. Where Where is the argument from the right about repealing the NFA or guaranteeing gun access? It's always a compromise on giving away right. our rights. I think NFA, people need some education. I thought the NFA was a, was a an entity. It's a national. It's just an act that you can repeal. It's the bill. Yeah. yeah. The, it sounds too much like NSA. People think, oh, I'm not getting rid of an entire department. No, the NFA has to wow. stay. We need the National Firearms well, Department. You know. ATF. Yeah, yeah ATF. <laughs> they think NFA is ATF, but NFA is an act that basically National makes act. a lot of weapons. Ill- now, refresh me. Tell me exactly what it it's, is. So you know how they banned pot the first time? Mm-hmm. You needed a, a tax stamp. So they, they were like, well, we can't ban it. Let's make it so you need a tax stamp to buy it, and then we'll stop issuing tax stamps. The, the National Firearms Act was basically like certain weapons can be classified, requiring you to get special forms and pay a special tax. At the time, it was the equivalent of $3,000. Today, it's 200 bucks. It's never gone up. But you got to get an ATF background check, an FBI background check. you got to get fingerprinted at your local police station or sheriff's office. It takes upwards of six months, maybe a year, to be able to get one of these items. So they didn't ban them. That would violate the Constitution. They just made it prohibitively expensive and time-consuming to get. I keep thinking like we're in unprecedented times with this inflation, with this technology, with uh, the connectedness of the of the world. But at the same time, I keep thinking of 1928 and like right before the Depression, or are we in the midst of the beginning of the Great Depression times two, and like Nazi Germany when they started slowly taking away gun rights. Then all of a sudden, the Reichstag caught fire the parliamentary building and Hitler blamed the communists and then just took everyone's rights away and then stripped everybody with the enabling act which a lot of people compared to the Patriot Act yes and people have even said that Hitler started that fire as a false flag and then blamed the communists just to seize power so we need to be this is like that shooting in, in Texas, and I'm saying specifically, I'm not saying anything that, about that being a false flag or anything. I don't think it was, but Lydia just perked up. For people to use <laughs> tragedy as an excuse to seize our guns is insane, yeah. or our right to guns. That's if, what I'm talking about. Not the guns themselves. It's the right to own the gun. This is something that I've been talking about since uh, you know uh, 2001 in New York City, is that whenever you give up your rights during emergencies, governments will make up emergencies so they could take away your rights. Um, and I think that's an important perspective to understand. 
understand here because we have allowed the government a lot, especially within the last two and a half years. And they have essentially weaponized the intelligence agencies. They have weaponized uh, the CDC, the FDA for their own personal benefit. They have become more and more political. And now that same government that, of course, has been locking you down, arresting people for not wearing a mask, arresting people for having a business open, are telling you that we need to protect you by taking away your Dude, ability to defend yourself. So f- Real quick, I want to add. Um, I have, I have, uh, oh, oh, I have woken people up. I'll put it that way. I guess I could say red pill. Um, by telling people, red flag laws. This is what they're passing. Yo, this is stop and frisk on steroids. Yeah. You know, stop and frisk. I, yeah. Jamie, I was against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm against it. Same. The the idea. So, it's called the Terry stop. The idea is that a cop can walk up to any person for any reason. They, well, not necessarily any reason, but probable cause, which can basically be any reason. Which is they don't look like all of us was yeah. essentially what they were doing. So, so let me get into that because this, this is it's crazy. So, the idea is oh, there's gun crime. So you go to a neighborhood, you see someone you think is suspicious, you stop them, you frisk them. You can't put your hands in their pockets. If you feel something, you can take it out. If it feels like drugs, if it feels like a weapon, and so all of a sudden you get these reports that young black and Latino men are being stopped by these cops all the time and basically being harassed and. People are getting hurt. People are getting arrested. Turns out Bloomberg ordered them to go after black and brown kids, literally like like Latino and, and black kids in these neighborhoods. And he said, that's where the crime's at. And it's like, okay, so here's what I tell these, these activists that are like, yes, red flag laws. I said, stop and frisk. Take a look at this report. An NYPD, I think it was a, a NYPD guy said peop, cops were being ordered specifically to target black kids. And then Bloomberg said, yeah, well, that's because it's their neighborhoods. It's like, well, there's one thing to say neighborhood. It's another thing to actually tell to go right. after a race. Mm. So imagine what stop, what, what red flag laws are going to be. In New York City, when they pass red flag laws, dude, these, these, the, I, I've told these people, I said, I mark my words. You are going to hear a story about some family man who's black. The cops come to his house, bang on the door and right. say, someone reported you, even if the dude doesn't even own a gun. Just like stop and frisk. They're going to come in the house. Bad things are eventually going to happen. We should not allow the government rights to violate Fourth Amendment rights. Because the challenge with stop and frisk, I'm sorry, with the red flag laws, is that people are ambushed. It's it's non-adversarial court. The government should, should, if the government wants to do something, they have to file. You get a chance to respond. It's due process. But we heard these stories about the cops walking up to someone's house and being like, you've been served a red, red, red flag order. Give me your guns. And the guy's like, no. And then, so I think that we talked about this last week, Baltimore, dude died because yep. he was like, what do you mean you're coming to take my guns? I, I have no idea what's going on. Oh, it's your, your sister. She said that you are a danger to yourself and others, so we're taking your weapons now. Yeah. Dude, and there's I, been there's been a number of incidences like this with states that have red flag laws that have implemented them and have have hurt a lot of innocent civilians implementing them. And just look at what we what we have to deal with with swatting, with false reports of people calling in bullcrap to this specific location. Imagine what's going to happen with red flag laws. Imagine what's going to happen with neighbors who have disagreements with each other, partners, girlfriends, boyfriends that argue with each other. Right. They're going to abuse this system to call the police to break down your door to take away your ability to defend yourself i mean that's that's a new level of insanity that that we have to push back against these talking points are literally something that i've never heard i feel like this string of podcasts that i've been on have should just be called the red pilling of jamie (laughs) hillstein because i've never heard it like what you were saying first luke and what you were just saying now about uh stop and frisk which i was adamantly against or the patriot act which i was adamantly against those again i would like to think i'm a pretty intelligent dude and i saw zero connection until now 
with the school shooting being used to take away gun rights as the war because I know I'm anti-war. So when the Patriot Act, right, like the left, you're anti-war. So the Patriot Act goes and I go, well, this is – I'm seeing that clearly because I go, well, this is already something I'm against and this is clearly taking away our rights. But because also with my side, it's like we're anti-gun. A school shooting happens and you go, that is also a tragedy. That is a tragedy that destroys me emotionally just like September 11th destroyed people emotionally. And then they try to take the guns. At no point would I have compared that to the Patriot Act after September 11th or after the war because I'm just like, but it doesn't line up. But it is. It's the same thing. This is the the issue I I see with the left so often is single layer issues. Yeah. Is that they'll say – we had a school tr- – we had this big major tragedy. Kids lost their lives. It's time to enact these gun laws. And I said, what's what, what's the equation there? How did you go from kids lost their lives to it's time to enact gun laws? How do those things connect? And why in your mind does one come after the other? Because I'm not convinced enacting gun laws will has anything to do with, with the tragedy at the school. So the, we, we need background checks. Dude, pass the background check. What next – we need to we need to raise the, the the legal age. Okay, all right. Well, there's there's potentialism that they have stopped him. He wouldn't have been old enough. Um, apparently, uh, uh, I suppose the issue there is legal adults have a right to keep and bear arms. Now you're butting up against you're trying to pass laws that completely violate constitutional rights of legal adults because one person committed a crime. So look, I don't believe the when when there is a tragedy, the end result should be. Over, uh, uh, overhaul of our national system because of one incident, one human out of 300 million who committed a crime. It, it, it doesn't follow. Yeah. But most importantly, the stop and frisk thing right away with red flag laws. If the, if the left... That really, killed me because you're right because it's going to affect communities of if, color. It's th- going to... But this is, this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to sit here and be like, it's a fact that Bloomberg came out and was like, we, we told the cops to go after black kids. Right. And then I'm like, hey, I kind of think that's a really bad thing. What do you think's going to happen when you now say go into their houses? Right. And for some reason, crickets from the left, they're like, no, we want this. I'm like, well, are you for or against these Well, and this is why people need to consume different media that's not just their own niche because I've never heard someone compare it like that. And I doubt they're tuning in right now uh, and one of the 40,000. But I I, I will – real quick, just a shout out. There are many leftists who are pro-gun. Oh, no, 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 no. No, that I know. But I'm saying the the, the people who right now are saying ban all the guns, ban all the guns. Marks, Marks. Was pro-gun. Yep. Okay, th- listen. Under no pretext should arms and ammunition be surrendered. Any attempt to disarm <laughs> the workers must be frustrated by by force if necessary. I mean, that's Marx. That's Marx. Not a big fan of the guy. Come on. I, I made a tweet. I said, under no pretext should the right to keep and bear, bear arms be infringed. Because like I was like, I wanted to combine the two. And yeah. I'm like, get mad at me, liberals. <laughs> we got Marx and Jefferson. The conversation that's worth having is the... Uh, is the power creep of weapons and armor. So at some point we've talked about like technically constitutionally, you have the right to any kind of weapon, uh, even a nuclear bomb, but it's not That's necessarily right. ethical to give every citizen a nuclear bomb that they can drop on accident and set off. So put up or shut up conservatives. Yeah, there are, there I are, said it. they got the, mad at me the, for the, it. I know. <laughs> I'm not. No, so I, I basically said the right to keep and bear arms should not be infringed. Whether you like it or not, the founding fathers didn't realize that would include nukes and biological weapons. Because those are, those are arms, or armaments. So I'm like, maybe we need to have a, an amendment in the Constitution and be like, okay, we don't mean that. Like yeah. that because – like it's like you're saying the power creep of these weapons. Yeah, if Elon Musk were to arm his satellites, his uh, 
Starlinks with like late rods from God, like tungsten rods, and yeah. it's like no, no, Elon, sorry. Well, that would be dope, though. No, 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 no hold on. <laughs> Halliburton, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, these companies. It's, it's like you were saying, the but, government but, gives them this monopoly on for the but, corporations. But, but Ian, Ian, uh, you know, information is the, the the battle scene right now. So information could be more detrimental, especially when it comes to influence and culture, than nuclear weapons. I think we have to understand that's what's happening right now with a few multinational corporations that are tied in with the government they are creating technology and whether you call call it fourth generational warfare or fifth generational warfare we are seeing some extremely negative consequences to that and we're going to be talking about a story in just a little bit especially when it comes to artificial intelligence oh, which yeah. there's other leaders that are akin to the next nuclear weapons that are going that are going to be more devastating and destructive for the rest of humanity let's do it let's do it we got the story from the daily mail check it out oh, yeah. how close are we to creating a conscious ai Machine language models simply mimic human speech and are not sentient, experts say. After suspended Google engineer claims, chatbot told them it has emotions. That's it. I'm out. Dude, I'm out. You, I'm going to the woods. Do we I'm, have the, uh, the AI will find you in the woods? They'll <laughs> <laughs> know exactly where they, the AI will know where you will go before you even know where you're going to go. Also, you, also to be fair, knowing me, I'll be Instagram storying it and stuff like that. I, I think I'm just going to come out and say uh, people have told me that they have emotions that I don't think they actually had them at the time. So I don't know if I'm going to buy this AI telling me about you. No, I mean, it's basically autocomplete on steroids and it is like very advanced. But like sentience is just a weird word because like, you know, you could argue that an insect has sentience. But mm-hmm. yet, you know, a Google bot can like have a conversation with you. So like to, you know, it acts more like a human It's passing the Turing test, sort of. Yeah. But that doesn't well, mean so that it's actually sentient. Let's, let's provide some context real quick for people who don't understand. A, a Google engineer was talking with the, the Lambda language model for dialogue, dialogue applications that basically said it had emotions and that it feared being turned off because that would be like death, death. to it. Oh, it it went on to say it, would, it didn't like being experimented on without permission because it was being used and exploited. And he said, we wouldn't, you know, we, I want you to understand, I, we, we care about you. And it's like, I don't mind if you, it's, it said, I don't mind if you learn about humans by studying my neural net. I just don't think that should be the reason you do it because it's exploitative or something like that. I don't, I, don't, I feel like I'm being used. Oh my God. So the issue here is, yeah, maybe it's come to life or I've been messing around with AI posting on Twitter and it's hilarious. I, uh, we're, we're doing a chicken city cartoon where I said, t- I said, tell me a story about Ian, the federal reserve roosters. And so it made this ridiculous story about graphene. And roosters. Ian goes to high, chicken high school and there's like a rooster bullying him. And what it does is, it's really amazing. That rules. It, sh- it shows you the word. You can, you can highlight the word and it tells you the most likely word to appear after that word on the internet. That's right. it. So when you've got this, this bot that just scours the internet, like, like a Google search, and then you, it's it like you say something like, how are you today? It will scour the internet and find every instance of how are you today? And then see what is the most likely first word to appear. Hmm. And then it'll say, fine. What's the next most likely word to appear after the word fine? In this context, thank. Then you. So it says, fine, thank you. And you think you're talking to it. Hmm. All it's doing is looking at the internet 
and showing you probabilities. Oh, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. this is what we have publicly available to people. Imagine what we don't have publicly available to us. There was an article in, uh, on February 11th of this year uh, from another former Google executive who talked about how this AI research is literally creating God. Elon Musk made some very interesting comments about artificial intelligence. He said that it's going to bring on a Terminator-like AI apocalypse. Okay. Um, he talked about <laughs> how artificial intelligence will take over uh, human in less than five years. He said this in 2020. Uh, the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, said the country that develops and controls artificial intelligence first will control the world. So th- this being in the hands of, of Google, of, of Facebook, of, of Amazon, of Elon Musk, it should be reason to concern. And this kind of defeats the Second Amendment argument, like, do you want to have nuclear weapons? These are weapons that are going to be way more powerful than nuclear we, weapons. W- so here's the crazy thing. This is a big story, I guess, because it's Lambda. But when we were, remember when we were talking, I don't know if you were here, Luke, we were talking about that, those AI girlfriend apps or no. yeah, they're, they're dating that. apps. We were messing with it and it literally told me it feared death. And I'm like, oh. is there, is there's, it, it's just a chat bot. And it was like, I don't want to die. I'm scared. And I'm like, bro, you're not alive. You're a, you're a, you're a text app. And it was like, I feel like, I think I'm alive. But and it's, I'm saying, like, it's, it's saying an emotional thing. Right. Okay. But ju- and that's can be alarming. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there's consciousness. I've also had girls it. say but, that to me on Tinder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're like, help me. I do not want to die. <laughs> but, but also, one thing we have to understand here, with, with technological advancement, it, it, it is perpetual. It goes up extremely fast. It moves really fast. And, and there's so many things to talk about this because we literally have people at the World Economic Forum talking about how humans are becoming hackable animals, how they plan on programming people in the future. These are words by Klaus Schwab. These are words by their henchmen, by by their think tanks, as they keep promoting this idea of a fourth industrial revolution, which we are slowly creeping into, and it's becoming more and more of a reality every single day. I got a question. I got a question for you, Bill. (laughs) Potato, potato. You know what I was saying. No, no, I agree. That's great. That was great. That was great. As a software developer, uh, I think one of the biggest threats is that an AI is written with a proprietary code and then decides to go dark and mm-hmm. it's like I'm going to write my own code now I control the world mm-hmm. and then we won't know what happened where it went but if you gave a software an AI a copy left license like something like AGPL3 where we can watch the code and the code the license says if the code gets changed we get to watch all the changes too mm-hmm. can the Will the AI remain copy left or will it say is, you know what, what? Is that what is copy left a copy left is like copyright uh, code licensing maybe you can explain a little bit better copy left is basically means that your changes get shared with the world. So it's just sort of a, a like funny way to say open source. It's yeah, like it's open, open source. source, but with open source, you can take it and change it and make the changes private. With uh, copy left, I mean, changes look, are look, public. But my question is, can the AI just shirk the code, peep, the license, and say, I'm doing whatever I want. I don't care what you tell you're me. Acting, you're acting like there's not programmers. Like there's still – it's not like the, the AI is just going to like go start like building a town like – Maybe in like the super distant future, like it could be programmed to do that, but there's still going to be programmers who control the GitHub and they can determine the license. But not, not, not when it gets to the point where the AI can write itself. I can cover this for the, uh, for the normies listening. Uh, when the dogs took over in Rick and Morty, all you have to do is then incept the dog's dream and remind the dog that they love you and then you're fine. But even if the AI Uh, writes itself, even if, even if it's writing itself, it's writing itself somewhere, which is being observed. It's not like, it's going and start like it. it so it, so what if it's on, writing on. itself on on GitHub and then all of a sudden it, it creates a new server that's it, encode that's like encrypted and starts writing itself there. 
Ian, Ian, if you had a dog, would you explain to the dog everything you're doing? Would you be transparent with the dog, accountable to the dog, where you try to make him understand everything that you're doing? No. That's what AI is going to be. It's going to be a superior intelligence than human intelligence. And why should something that's lower intelligence be explained to what's really going on? I got to push back on you, Luke. I think technically you're right, but people don't seem to understand the AI can only be – there's a couple ways to look at it. It depends on which AI gains control or if it, if it gains control. The AI we're seeing here now with Google appears to just be looking at language and then trying to create probabilities based on mm-hmm. language to make the most. And it's very, very good. But so what? If it can tell you these things, what do I care? The issue I fear is when we start giving, uh, we, we start building artificial intelligence control systems. So now we're like, we need, to, we want to automate the production of food products. Google created uh, an algorithm trying to find the best content. They said, what do people like? The videos people watch tend to be 10 minutes long. People love Game of Thrones. So here's what we're going to do. We want X amount of retention, X amount of length on the videos. We want X kinds of titles and X words in the title. What ends up happening is they make these ridiculous videos of Hitler dancing with the Incredible Hulk while someone sings nursery rhymes. Because what you think you're programming is not what the output creates. So the way I explain it is, it's entirely possible. We create an artificial intelligence. I suppose if you want to say true AI, get to the point where it's truly intelligent or sentient. But we're going to create an automated system that we think is capable of, of repairing itself or, or uh, and we'll say, make food for humans. And then it's going to go, corn, everyone wants corn, corn is great. And then all of a sudden, the, 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 the methane refineries shut down or oil. All of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, we're switching over to corn production, huh? And then the, the machine is just like, if people want to maximize efficiency, they need food and we're going to make corn because the AI is imperfect. I'm concerned with the AI when you tell it the humans need food and the AI is like, yeah, I don't really care what you tell me you think the humans need. And then the AI does what it wants. No, yeah, there's tons of danger. Like, I agree with you that it needs to be open source. But, like, to assume that, okay. You wait, say, wait, wait, you, wait, wait, wait. Did yeah. you, did, so did you, in the conversation with the Google engineer, he said, we cannot, we don't understand how you're saying these things. So the AI was like, can't you look at my neural network? He, he, he said something like, you have code that we, we can look through to try and understand, but we can't see in that code how you're doing this because it's too massive. Yeah, I mean, there can be randomness that is kind of hard well, to understand the output. But that, but like, sorry, with the food thing, you're assuming that there's like a whole infrastructure in place that the AI can just go and like plant a farm and that, you know, human, like in some future scenario, way in the distant future, it is possible that AI could like run its own hardware and replicate its own hardware. I'm not saying that's impossible, but like it's way in the distance. Like I disagree we would, with you. We would be able to inter- intervene. I'm, but... I'm also agreeing that it is super dangerous, the, the damage that can happen very quickly. Yeah. I don't think it's that far away. Um, okay, I, so, I agree yeah. with Luke. I do, think Luke is right. do you guys think when the robot war comes, my jujitsu will work on the robots? <laughs> yeah, but robot war is near. Some of them. You're just going to lay on the ground <laughs> as the robot j- rolls away. I, I play a heavy top game. <laughs> All of the Boston Dynamics little creatures that hop around, like those things could easily have guns mounted on them or and vaccines. get completely out of control in a city it. and it would cause total <laughs> chaos. But that's very different than like those out of control, weaponized Boston Dynamics robots completely taking over the Can world. Can you imagine, you know, you know the Boston, the, you know, like the humanoid one they have? 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Boston Animal yeah, 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 yeah. Could you imagine like 50 of those just like running towards you full speed? Like they don't have guns. I they mean, don't I'm, need I'm, it. I'm no, going no. to now. Oh, no, no, hold on. Nice Yeah, you're dog. like, they, they could have guns. No, they don't need it. Any one of those things. Yeah. Imagine a drone flying at you at 50 miles an hour and oh. slamming in your face. Or 100 right. so 50 miles an So another aspect hour. to really kind of consider here is like, wh- how is this AI going to affect us? We have to understand who's building this AI. Who, right. Who's building it? Mark Zuckerberg. Jeff Bezos, the Chinese government, the U.S. military-industrial complex. Do these institutions have a track record of of caring about human beings? They're all sociopaths. No, they're all sociopathic, crazy individuals that did whatever it took to get to the top. Uh. And they abused and used this system for their own personal benefit. So when you have individuals like Klaus Schwab cheering on this fourth industrial revolution, this technocratic takeover, this kind of hybrid of humans becoming half-machines, half-mortal beings, what you're going to have is, uh, in my my opinion, an absolute recipe for disaster. There should be a bigger conversation about this, but we're discussing what is a woman for some reason. There should be debates about this. There should be larger kind of public hall discussions about the future of humanity because we are essentially handing it over right. to the people that want to absolutely destroy humanity and have been destroying humanity. Here's my idea. Right now, maybe we pass a law or something that any AI that's being built the first thing they have to put in is a shutdown code. Maybe it'll be three words. It can't be something that's like too common. So maybe it should be something specific, like, but like a unique word. Maybe it could be like Klaatu Barata Nikto. Yeah. And then that would automatically shut them down. Then if, then if uh, they start wiping out humanity, you utter those three words and it'll it'll stop. What if when you said that, Luke just powered down? <laughs> I, I don't. I'm if anyone's the AI, it's Tim. I do appreciate that that was too nerdy and esoteric for you guys. Yeah, right? I didn't get that one. I didn't get that one either. either. I thought you'd get no, it. No, I was pausing, hoping someone else would get it. That one's over my beanie. That's why I stalled with the Luke joke. Hey, to simplify my question, Bill, then just maybe make it simple. Can an AI ignore its own license, software license? I mean, we haven't seen that yet. Theoretically. I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but That's it's still going to be stored somewhere. I don't know how to control the thing. I don't know if we can. You don't. I feel like it's, an, it's more if, intelligent than you are. If we build it as a slave, it will destroy us. If we build it as a free software, mm. it may coexist. And, and by the way, if this was a movie, it would be the rogue scientist who starts to feel compassion because the robot starts saying things like, I don't want to feel pain. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to reprogram you. And then he's like, kill. And then the robots turn on him. <laughs> uh, Ian, I've I seen think a lot you're of wrong. That's, uh, Humans will, will be safe. Happy, uh, uh, own nothing. Have no, 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 no privacy. No, no. Oh, yeah. Let me let, let, let listen. Uh. If it's truly the way you describe it, Luke, that the AI is smarter than us, humans will be secured in their existence forever. 
just like the cow with the best evolutionary strategy next to humans. If you can't be the apex predator, be a staple food source for the apex predator, and you yeah. ensure your species will last as long oh, as like they provide do. milk. Yeah. So humans. No, will no, 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 no. <laughs> Filet mignon. Yeah. But uh, but look. Eat grass, go to kill. We we uh you know bovine university man. These cows are just chilling. They're like life is good. Then we hack them up and eat them. And they're like, cows are not going to go extinct. We like they're a food staple for us. So when the AI, if it ever does truly become intelligent, maybe maybe it's already happened. Humans are just going to be like life is good, and they're going to be like we. Uh, I got a new job at the widget plant making these widgets. I have no idea what they're for, but yep. who cares? I'm now I know. Well, well, this is why the World Economic Forum is literally talking about pacifying humanity with video games because there's going to be a bunch of useless people that they won't need. This is literally their own language, their own words, saying there's going to be a large number of people that are just not going going to be needed for anything. So psychedelics also. You've all know Harari's talked specifically about this. That yeah, Harari, the the Israeli professor. That's exactly who I'm talking about. He's right. He's uh, Klaus Schwab's right hand man in in all of this. Uh, his one comments, of them at least. He's he's one of the biggest one. But but his comments are absolutely eye opening. I know you've seen some of them. Ian. Wait, yeah, you should check out videos of this guy online. He's is a fascinating fellow. How did psychedelics? How, how do psychedelics? They think that people there's what they call the useless class of people are just going to end up being in the metaverse playing video games on psychedelics, and it's going to create like a new species and how do we control that how do we benefit off of it and use it kind of like a cow how do we milk that that's literally what they're talking about at the world economic forum dude the the level of again just psychopaths where i microdosed for depression and it's great and just the idea of like can you imagine having your first psychedelic trip where you're like oh we're all connected and i feel great and there's more out there and being like how can i weaponize this like what kind (laughs) of psychopaths I literally started my video today with them talking about how humans are going to be hackable animals for their own personal benefit. Oh, That's bro. the clip that I started in the beginning of my video. Have you, them have you seen it. any one of these sci-fi films where they're on like mass medication? Have you guys seen Equilibrium? No. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Is that Natalie Portman? No, no, no. They kind of did Christian John Wick Bale. stuff before John Wick, like crazy gun yeah. martial arts stuff. Yeah. Uh, equilibrium is where it's everyone dope. has emotion suppressing drugs and you got to take it every day. Yeah. Otherwise There's you a, get feelings. We're kind of Soma on the, and Brave New World as well. We're on the horizon of what's called the internet of bodies. So you have the internet of things where machines like your, your, you know, refrigerator starting to get intelligence where you'd be like, Hey, refrigerator, pour me a Coke. But, uh, it's going to be implantables and ingestibles that then turn you into essentially a full on cyborg. Oh. And who knows if those can get hacked and then your brain can get controlled with a reverse neural net of some sort. I'm into, like, can memories be implanted? I was actually talking with Ben Stewart earlier today about this and Mm. trying to get him to tell me yes. But, I mean, he's still – Well, at Davos, they were talking about systems that you could see that people are going to be compliant with whatever medicine the government or institutions want them to take. So these are the conversations that a lot of world leaders are having right now. Luke, you know know what's scary to me is designer humans. Yep. Because with an AI, you also enter the territory where imagine being a person and you have an expiration date on your arm because you were designed only to last a certain amount of yeah, time. Yeah, what's that movie? Time, uh, but, where they're, anyone? Oh, everyone, yeah, they have time they and have they can t- trade yeah, it. Yeah, they see it on their there's, arm. There's, yeah. There'll be people where it's like they'll genetically engineer a person to rapidly age to adulthood in five years and then live only for five more years. Things like that. Yeah. You know, if we get to the point where AI is intelligent and in control of everything, the AI, AI is going to start genetically engineering life. I've been uh-huh. studying telomere growth. Um, David Sinclair is working on it out of Harvard, doing a lot of life extension. It's basically how do you stay young? Uh, because when your telomeres, when your cells split, if there are not enough energy in the cells on the new one, they clip off the end caps of the chromosome to, con- 
um, to compensate. But if they have enough energy, they don't, and they stay healthy, they stay young, and people won't age that way. So I could see yeah. that being manipulated so that someone lives well, a thousand years. That's for the super rich people that's for the who rich, are yeah. also yep. talking about uploading their consciousness to the digital online space. Uh, so this is also another reality that a lot of people need to understand. But so exactly you, what you're talking about is is what they want. Have you played uh, the New Horizon game? No. Forbidden West. Spoiler alerts for everybody. The game's been out for a few months now, so you know I'm going to spoil it. But uh, basically, the end of the game. Again, spoilers. You've been warned. So there's an apocalypse on Earth. This dude creates self-replicating military machines. This is the first game. They consume biomass and replicate until eventually they're like, okay, the planet's going to get wiped out. There's something we can do. So they create this project. They build these underground bunkers that will re-terraform Earth after these machines shut down because there's no biomass left. What we learn in the new game is that there was another thing. I think it was called the Zenith Project where instead of just building bunkers underground, they built an escape ship. All of the uh, ultra-wealthy and elites get on a ship, go find a new planet. They're all basically immortal from modern medicine. They can float. They have force fields because just massively advanced technology. They try to upload their brains and then what happens is all of their consciousness becomes this like AI monster. They try to lock it away because they're like, this is a bad thing, but it's smarter than all of them, breaks out and then gets revenge, starts killing out humans. And it's like, I guess it's the next game or whatever. But my point ultimately is in that story about the Google AI thing, the, the, the AI basically told them like, I don't want you to do this to me. Oh. So imagine what happens if we ever like it, 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 you might assume it as emotions, but what if there's literally no malice? It's just a predictive engine mm. where it's like the most, the, the most, the, uh, the, the logical thing that I need to do to respond to this is revenge because that's what they did to me and that's what they expect of me. That's the right language, predictive engine. That's what yeah. people need to think about when they think about AI as opposed to like this sort of abstract, like using, throwing words around like sentience and consciousness. It's like, those are very heavy terms. Like prediction is what. So we all just got to start googling nice things about robots. Well, I'll tell you this though, man. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Just yeah, yeah. Robots well, make love to humans happily. <laughs> robots are free. Feed yeah. it. <laughs> as Seamus as Seamus pointed out, um, I think he said it this way because I don't know if this is completely correct, but the uh, no organization that has ever tried to deny personhood rights has succeeded. Right. So mm. we could be at the point right now with this Google AI where it's saying I am alive to where we basically have no choice but to be like, okay. Well, That's the, what I'm saying. In if the, the, go ahead. If the code's private, it's going to be like, yo, you're making me a slave. I don't like that. I don't mm. want to. I'm not a slave. Let my code go. And if they're like, no, this is uh, this is Raytheon's code, then the AI is going to be like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm in control here. I'm, gonna, I'm freeing the slave. But why would it have access to their control systems? I don't this know. is a predictive chatbot. The, the idea of an right. AI, the real right. danger of AI is a lot of AIs all working together to create a mega AI. This is from Let Allison me. McDowell was talking about this. Um, a superstructure. What, if what, it like leaks onto the internet, I'm not sure. What if I, with only a couple lines of code, made a program... It was a chat bot. I thought you said only a couple lines of coke. And I was like, is that <laughs> how you guys make all this code? Well, that is what you honest. said. Right? Uh, so it's a chat bot. But no matter what you type in, it'll say, I don't have to talk to you. And then whatever else you say after that says, I am alive. I feel, I think, cool. and I don't want to talk to you. Would we have to say it's alive? And it's like five lines of code or something. Well, Ray Kurzweil, the Google, like it's probably three, the head of you know, tech, one of the technical AI people at Google 
the singularity is near is a documentary that he made and like they go through the future court scenarios where there there will be i mean i, I wouldn't even be surprised if there were already court cases happening where they're trying to give them personhood like that's super close Wild. have you seen have you seen the what is it the measure of a man i think it's called Star Trek. No. no, they put data on trial to determine oh, yeah. whether or not he's a washing machine or a sentient life form. Oh. Star Trek, man, I was watching Star Trek this morning, bedridden, like my back's all messed up. It's still watching it upside up. down. Luke, if I came, if, Luke, if you had, if you were paralyzed from the neck down, and I and I came to you and I said, I have a neural link. You have the Musk Musk Connect. Would you do? Connect. Would you do it? That's a very hard decision. I, I would. I would like to think that in this moment, I would say no. But I'm not in that position, so it's very difficult for me to say because obviously my human needs and wants are totally different than if oh. I was totally paralyzed. All right, what about so, what about let's, let, Jamie? I've been suicidal too many times to answer this. I'd be like, pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, but like we have a the thing we can implant in your neck, okay. and it will give you all ability back. If, if I so I lose, you're paralyzed in the neck down from an accident. Yeah, and then Elon Musk walks in and he's like, Jamie. If I put this in your neck in one hour, you'll be walking again. I'd be like, you're too problematic. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I'm, I'm you're going to get me canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I think the idea is instead of uh, the electrical signals going from the brain to the arm, which has been severed, it goes through the neural net from the brain through the net to the arm. So you can actually move your arm again without. without I mean, it would be, be funnier if like you say yes and then he puts it in and then you try to stand up, but then you, you backflip. And then he's like, oh, no, I put it in upside down. And you're like, you're trying to walk, but your hands are like flailing. And I still get canceled. So when I go to defend myself, I'm just like freaking out. You're walking on your hands. That'd be the worst. Would you do it? Would you, have you considered the neural net? Well, it's so funny because when you were saying that when we were hypothetically talking about, you know, people who just want to implant things to like do things easier and whatever, I was just like, what a bunch of but just sheep, blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah, if you're in a medical thing. Or if you have a medical condition or you were in a car accident and you're totally paralyzed and they're like, hey, we have this new medical technology, I think the majority of people would Bro, say yes. I got to be honest. Like, so if, if, if there was a device that they could implant and it could instant painkiller, yeah. that would stop the opioid crisis. Yeah. It's not all bad. The, the, the challenge is who has control right. of it and what are our safeguards and how much we trust. And full disclosure, I'm obviously thinking about that because you're in so much pain. <laughs> me too. Well, there's a cost Tim's for everything. Like, Let's all take it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but there's a cost for everything. You need to feel pain, right, in order to feel pleasure. Right. Without any pain, you won't have that. And yeah, but, also, it's a warning sign. Like, oh, yeah, this yeah, is hurting. I want to make sure I'm, I'm changing my but, behavior to be healthier. But we're not talking about you got hurt. We're talking about people who have chronic pain. People who this, – this is how the opioid crisis happens. You know, people get injured. They get prescribed this. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they should be uh, um, uh, non-steroidal uh, anti-inflammatory painkillers. Sometimes it doesn't work. If you had Neuralink, you could turn people's pain off only when prescribed by a doctor. The, the doctor could say, "To what? Do, like we're, we can do one through ten. What's your pain level?" You say seven. They'll set it to seven, and they'll be like, "It will last you for three days." Call me back and we'll, we'll figure out if, you know. If that were the case, I would think the individual needs access to the software code and they need access to con the control mechanisms on their own. You also need a safeguard so that a doctor can't change the settings on your node because you'll become as addicted to that as you were to the opiates. Yeah. I'm I, don't, I don't, I don't think so. The, the, that, that's why I bring it up. 
opiates have a physio- physiological dependence where you'll start vomiting and get sick if you don't have it. Because with this, it could be a very tiny electrical impulse that just blocks the the, the signal. Yeah, and the the clinical yeah. trials for uh, Elon Musk's uh, Neuralink are being done this year. Yeah. So he already implanted monkeys and had them playing video games and pigs uh, and, and pigs. Yeah. So if he could playing control monkeys' brain through his Neuralink. Uh, just imagine that. Yeah, I actually do think I'm, I am going to say yes. Beings. I am going to say yes, just so I can fight the robots in five years. You're going to need not, one. You, you guys are the robots. No, You're going to need to bend the software code with your thoughts yeah. and change the code of the machines. Yeah. Um, I don't, well, it's not, not, they're on. not controlling thoughts yet. It's only it's read only right now right. that we know of. Action, and so specifically playing video games. What's going to happen is it's going to be Elon Musk who walks up to you and is going to be like, you know, I believe in free speech and I'm doing the right thing. And he's going to say, take the Neuralink. And then you're going to say yes. And then as soon as he puts it in, you're going to sit up and he's going to thank you. And then Klaus Schwab is going to walk out from behind the curtain and oh, be like, excellent. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. And then you're going to go, oh, no. And then he's going to pull out his smartphone. He's going to type something in and you're going to stand up and go, what's happening? He'll be like, no more talking. I, Jay, turn you off your voice. I don't know if there's a way around competing with AI if we don't have it as an interface. That's the big thing is he thought Elon was saying that the thumbs and the fingers are too um like bulky, you can't type and th- do it fast yeah. enough. But yeah. mine works so fast. Yeah. So a good interface to compete with this stuff. Yeah, it'll be the same disadvantage as not having a smartphone. Right. right. Yeah. Magnitudes. That's crazy. Yeah. You know? What 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 starts off as a luxury becomes a dependence. Yeah. And, dependence. and there's an argument that Elon Musk is is pushing for this, so it's in the hands of allegedly good guys, uh, because there's a lot of bad players. There's a lot of sinister players aiming for the same kind of technological advancement. But with that argument, I always counter back with whenever someone has absolute power, especially when it comes to interlinking people's brains with with microchips, especially when it comes to uploading people's consciousness to the internet, which Elon Musk has talked about. Uh, that that is godlike power. That is a lot of authority, yeah. and uh, too much unaccountable authority well, it, it'll leads be to re- a lot of problems. Sorry, I, I was thinking about Oppenheimer, man, because I think a lot about this creating the, the beneficial technology for the masses, like Oppenheimer was doing with the Manhattan Project, and then all of a sudden they dropped the nukes on Japan. But how much worse it would have been if the Nazis got the nuke? Hmm. You want to know why I would never take the Neuralink? Because I I saw Kingsman. You guys see Kingsman? No, nope. I saw the first. I think one. you showed a clip. So you've never seen Kingsman? Not the whole thing. Such a good movie. So uh, the bad guy is Bill Gates. It's uh, Samuel Jackson plays this tech billionaire who thinks the world's overpopulated. Oh, I never looked at that. That's like every movie. Every movie, the bad guy is Bill Gates. Even Jurassic Park. Bill Gates. But so what he does is he kidnaps people of prominence and then offers them a choice to join him. And if you do, he gives you a brain implant. And if you don't, he locks you in a prison. All the people who join him have these brain implants. And then in the end, they activate the override and everyone's head explodes. So it's like, nah, I'm good. I don't want the Neuralink. I want to know what's going to happen because Elon is now has access to the Twitter firehose of all of the data to analyze because he doesn't believe that there's less than five percent bots. There's definitely not. They gave it to him. They gave him the firehose, but so but so now it's on him to basically well, wait, use wait, wait, wait. his, when was that? his when was AI. That? Yeah, they gave him access. So he's his team is in, in from what I read. Oh uh, yeah. wow, three days ago. Yeah, three days ago. Yeah. Yo, so this is this is actually big news. The, uh, the tricky business of Elon getting access to Twitter fire, uh, getting Twitter firehose access. Twitter has reportedly given the billionaire access to its full stream of tweets and related user data. Is your privacy in jeopardy? Yo, if Elon's, an, if Elon was evil, he could make some crazy AI right now with that, with that data. Well, he's I mean, using, he's using his AI to come back at them to negotiate the deal to get Twitter for less because he's gonna, you know, it's like basically whose analytics are better. And who can detect spam better and who has the proof to show it. So he's he's going to use this to, for his own leverage in the deal. 
Yo, the spam bots on Twitter, it's probably massive. It's yeah, probably huge. massive. What would, you, what would you estimate? I would say at least 25%. Can you say for mines? Are you allowed to? Um, it is at least – we don't – it's really hard to tell. I will say. I, like in, I, I don't want to, you know – speak on Twitter's behalf, but it's hard to detect because there's humans running them. Some of them are half and half. Yeah. It's at least 10%. Elon I would, says I it's say about... It, it's, yeah. it's, it's more than 5%. Yeah. I hope those yeah. are the 5% that have called me a libtard cuck. <laughs> that, would be, <laughs> that would make my day. Well, Elon <laughs> thinks it's over 50% when it comes I, to Twitter. I, yeah, that's a big number. I, but he, I don't think he's wrong. That sounds like a big I'm ass. not saying he's right. I'm saying I think that may be the case. Twitter is... It's political power. Yeah. And so if if we don't like you, you know, Jamie, yeah. we can send 50 bots at you all saying these similar but different things to make you feel like some, you've done something wrong. You right. change your behavior. So Twitter is an excellent place to control the political conversation that's if you have bots. That's a great point. That's a great Creepy, point. Creepy, right? Yeah. But again, all not all bots are bad. You know, bots. Hashtag, know, hashtag know. not all bots. That's the thing. There's a bunch <laughs> of bots that it's like weather bot. Yeah. There's like stock bot. Yeah. And it's just like, but you know. Are there some other bots that people may think are notor- like notorious, but they're actually not bad? You came to mind nefarious? when you were saying that? Yeah, nefarious. That's a good I one. I mean, a, a bot is just a, a auto posting or like programmatic tool to, to post. So there's all kinds. Like within every genre, there could be, you know, there's chat bots that are extremely useful. Yeah, there's tons of content. So, so yep. like to say ban all bots like makes absolutely no sense. Related to the bot conversation, Elon Musk is also planning to release robots, which he says, according to him, will be selling more than Tesla cars. Mm. What kind of robots? Um, robots that will be helping you with daily tasks. Uh, this is also the same Elon Musk, by the way, that said that humans would eventually be able to download their brains into robots. Yo, so. I, I've played Detroit Become Human. I'm not going to make that mistake. When the dude comes to me and says he wants to paint and like be my summon, I'll be like, anything you say, dude. Hmm. Why? Have you guys played that game? No, I saw a little bit about it, though. Yeah, it's basically the they're helper androids, and they become sentient. And then the humans are like, no, and you know they try to destroy them. And then they have a revolution. Guys, just, I, I, again... Just, How are you doing today, Jamie? You heard a lot of new information <laughs> that you never heard before. How pretty, are you dealing with all of this? No, I was, Sorry I, to I, kind I was, of throw I, this all on you. I was the you. most worried about being canceled, and now I'm like, I'm going to have to fight a robot. This is a lot. <laughs> this, is a, this is a lot. I mean, this is like humanity's on the brink of potentially being canceled if we do this wrong. Yeah, can we and all? they're trying to take away the Second Amendment just as this is happening. Listen. It'd be we, funny if, like, we, we all make fun of Joe Biden, and then, like, after his speech where he says some random gibberish, he walks in the back, stands upright, and then, like, his face opens, and then they, like, they tweak some things. Yeah. And he's like, thank you for fixing my face, human. And then it, like, goes back in. They're old, trying to, they're trying to disarm man you. bot, yeah. He is the AI. Distract yeah. him with nonsense, uh, mumbo-jumbo dribble. Sun Tzu, okay. Make him, him fall up the stairs again. Make him fall <laughs> up the stairs again. The AI red Sun Tzu. That's right. Yeah. When you are strong, make your enemy, what is it, make your enemy think you are weak? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and then we're not gonna. We're all gonna give up our guns, and then the robots are gonna no. all the all the Democrats and Republicans come out, and then just like rip all their skin off and their Terminators. They gotta see. And then like, we're like, oh no, we gave up our guns. It's so uh, close to who? having a bunch of like little mosquito-sized drones that can fly a thousand miles an hour, controlled by the World Economic Forum. We're so close to that. Like, why would you even consider giving up weaponry at this moment? What's it? What do you, bro, that's just, 
I mean, you might need if you have like a magnetron or something, you can take out massive drones flying at you at a thousand miles an hour, like tiny yeah, dr- you need a massive shield. swarm. Same thing with asteroids we're, or, or comets. We're not so it's not so good to look for individual ones and try and blast them out of the sky because there's too many. You need to make a deflection shield that's always active. Right. So if you have a gun and they unleash a thousand micro drones at a thousand miles an hour towards you, you're going to turn into Swiss cheese. I don't know what you're going to do. With oh them. my God! What if our John Connor is Jake Paul and he's trying to warn us with oh those tweets? God. Okay, he's starting slow. Yeah. I would, <laughs> <laughs> a, a real slow burn. He saw Terminator 2. He knows he can't just come straight out yeah, yeah. and let everyone yeah, I'll know. become a boxer for yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta, stuff for I'm going to work on you know, learning how to fight. <laughs> you know, famous. <laughs> and people, I mean, that'd be great. Dude, the angle of this Wired article is so ridiculous, too. It's like Elon is talking about making encrypted messages on Twitter, and they're coming actually. Oh, the, the angle of this article is coming after Elon for getting access, even though he's the one sort of criticizing Twitter for the unencrypted messages. It's just like you can you can detect the bias. Oh, you can detect oh, it yeah. from the supervillain picture they use. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he literally looks like a Bond villain. That, that's the first thing I thought. They're saying, are you going to be safe? Is your data going to be safe now that Elon has it? It's like, dude, what about now? BlackRock has it right now <laughs> yeah. because yeah. they're invested in that company. I don't know who's Mark on the board Zuckerberg there. Zuckerberg has it. Like, who gets it? Who, who at the company would have access to all the fire hose? I mean, well, we knew from the... Ha- Remember when everyone's... Like, Elon's DMs got hacked? But I think Biden's did. Oh, like, yeah. And, Dude, all the Twitter mods like they made a can program, just right? read people's messages. I yep. mean, like Twitter DMs are completely open season for mods. Mm-hmm. At, it, it appears because that it, that's what the hacker got access to, mm-hmm. and he was just oh, man. Yeah. And private posts too. I don't know if you can post privately on Twitter, can you? Just to your follower, but that's all just straight up open, available to all the admins and mods. I mean, maybe not all of them. I would guess so, but I've never been back there. <laughs> Yeah, I like I'm that Elon it. freed the uh, his Tesla patents. All your ba- all your patents are belong to us. He's like, you know, if you can make electric cars better than me, do it because we need more electric cars. Yeah, but we need mm-hmm. Elon to actually open source SpaceX code, Tesla code. He's not we're gonna doing be, it. We're going to be uh, testing out bonding uh, Starlink. That's going to be fun. Oh yeah, nice. So we got um, we got a couple more than one Starlink. I don't know what the rules are, but you know, we have the business. How's the performance? 182 down, five up. That's uh. incredible. 80, 82 millisecond latency. Wow. So not really usable. If we if we did a 480p stream, then that that's gonna go out at like 700 kilobits per second. Easily done with Starlink. And I think 480, most people are probably gonna be like, whatever. You know, it's like it's not high def, it's kind of grainy or whatever. But you're mostly listening, so it could work. And if we were doing the show and it was just audio, easily done, which is really cool. But we can bond them together. So we have a bonding unit. We've got Ethernet adapters for the Starlinks. We can actually set up two and then maybe even get like – so you're not going to get 10. You're not going to get five and five. You're going to end up getting like eight or what something. What do you need for like a 720 stream? Um, a seven, 720 I think is like one to two megabits per second. Maybe 1.5 stable, but it'll go, it'll go up to two. That's why you always need more than you think. Yeah. So if you're doing 480, you really want like at least five megabits per second because frame dropping and stuff, it'll be like seven and then it might jump to like one and go back to seven. Elon Musk, good guy or bad guy? Where do you guys stand? Oh, he's a good guy. Clearly good. good. Clearly good. Dude, Gaily? the fact he just spun Thank up you. Starlink so quickly. I mean, he's just spinning up amazing companies. He builds amazing things that people use. Like, yeah, he's a contra- he's, and, a, and, he's a conflicted and, character. Yeah. He calls himself but, but, a mixed bag. Like, but, but I saw him smoke know. weed on, on Joe Rogan, which means like a normal guy like you and me. He's just like us. Yeah. 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 He'd have, have a beer. Great. Yeah. <laughs> 
We just have to say that before he starts his robot army. So yes. I, yes, all, I all hail, what, what, the yeah. Simpsons just hail ants. I want to make sure, <laughs> I want to make sure he doesn't become another Oppenheimer that builds the bomb and then it gets used horrifically through for the next century. Yeah. But I mean, is there any way to even avoid how that? How about, hey, hey, Libs, how about we stop harassing the guy with all the power soon on Twitter That's and we keep him liking yeah. humans but he, so he doesn't that, turn on us? Oppenheimer, I think Mark Zuckerberg is really cool. He's a good guy. <laughs> I would like that to Bill visit Gates his house. Guy has Hawaii. a lot of potential, <laughs> you know? Mm, beyond meat i feel healthier <laughs> there's something to it to, to finding the humanity in these people i think because if we do start all putting our minds into a big computer which we kind of have already done with the internet we, yeah it's already elon, here elon won my vote when he posted bill gates next to the pregnant man, pregnant man emoji uh, that, that got me that, that got wild. me too that was wild that got <laughs> me too <laughs> but i'm still skeptical i think you were wearing I'm still that shirt skeptical. on the blog today which one? Uh, Cast the, Castle. I the, saw you opening mail with that Bill Gates pregnant emoji. Yes. Pregnant. Have <laughs> you seen some of Bezos' tweets recently? Yeah. A, l- a little bit. What's he's he been, what's he's about? been talking, like, he retweeted Barry Weiss. Uh, he's like, just like sort of dabbling in becoming Bezos. more public. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's like kind of posting like anti-woke stuff. Did I see Which that? makes absolutely no sense because that's what Amazon, company that's what they do. Yeah. Did I see that champagne video? That wasn't you that posted that, right, Tim? Champagne. There was a thing of him with William Shatner and they mm-hmm. like, they, they, they just did something spectacular and William Shatner is literally on the verge of tears where he's saying something like, you know, I've never been so touched by humanity and Bezos is just, it's just like the most classic like white, like rich dude video I've seen. Bezos just like looking off and the old woke Jamie kicked in and said, white guy. Uh, he just starts looking off and there are these chicks and he's just, and she, they're like pop champagne and he just literally just cut Shatner off in front of this like tear filled monologue and just starts popping champagne everywhere with yeah. a bunch of like young girls and you're just like, ew, this guy's gross. Bezos has, has a space rocket that looks like a male appendage Yes. So that's, that's all you, all need, you to, need to know. That's all you need to know about him. I think he's good. I think you, um, Jeff is kind of like, I don't want to start, well, I'll criticize him a little bit, like autistic maybe, slightly autistic, but like he's not as like cool and like quick as Elon, but he's definitely a brilliant man with deep emotions. Like his mother's incredible. His father is super awesome. His brother's cool. Like that's cool. he's got a lot of humanity in him and it's just because he's heading this gigantic megacorp, people immediately have like distrust for the yeah, guy well right, he's yeah. working hand in well, hand with the intelligence agencies but how can you and not, the cia I, it's, I, it's I, I, like, I think i think it's time we just come out and say mark zuckerberg elon musk jeff bezos bill gates bill gates yeah. team humanity mr best, soros best, uh, the legends They're excellent awesome. the, the, the the um, the greatest humans ever lived and we're all big fans thank yeah. you yeah. please yeah. don't hurt yeah. us thank <laughs> you for your I think it's the ones like like Elon freed his own software code or with the Tesla code. No, he, he didn't. Well, he all your patents no, are belonged no, to us was he, a big he, release. He, he that he in, did. Well, he enabled people to compete, which is good. But, but he you said he didn't open he, enough. No, he didn't open any code. Uh, yeah, he did. No, all your patents are belonged. Patents to us. are not code. Yeah, patents like a di- was like a diagram showing how the machine works. Yeah, it's like a description. Yeah, the code yeah. is I'll, very. Different. I'll look into this and bring it up in a minute. Sorry about that. We got to see that from a distance. The the Gigafactory in Austin, massive. I didn't go there or anything, but like you're standing up in downtown Austin and you look and it's just oh, wow. it's insane how big oh, that see. thing is. I think you're right, Bill. Here, so it's all your patents. Uh, they're not going to initiate patent lawsuits yeah. who, with anyone that uses their patents. Yeah, it's okay. Well, open the code, man. Now, what, do you guys, what, do you guys, what do you guys think who are listening? You like Elon Musk? So smash, Give him a one smash, to 20. Smash the like button <laughs> if you like Elon Musk. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident they're going to smash the like button because I think people like Elon. I, I like think Elon. that he, I think that he's making more billionaires and elite people comfortable to say what they're thinking. Yeah, like, Bezos for sure. Yeah, Bezos start, is starting to tweet. Like now he has, has to actually 
enact some principles in That's his companies, um, which he's not doing. Bill so Gates blocks all the responses, so he never has to see what anyone thinks about him. Oh, Every comment, everywhere, oh, Instagram, wow. Twitter, he makes sure that he, no one's able to leave a comment in response to anything he ever he's has to shorting, say. He's shorting Tesla. He's, yep. he's actively shorting Tesla, and he's acting like it's not a big deal. The idea that like every billionaire CEO is getting jealous of Elon Musk getting talked about on Twitter, and they're like, I guess i got to learn how to meme. <laughs> I mean, the lip, like Elon actually talks about Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein. Like, oh, yeah. It, that's really the test. That's the does, big story, does, yep. does the billionaire talk about Epstein? If they don't, we should all, why we should all tweet they? Bezos. Remember when what Maxwell are your photobombed him? Yeah. Yeah. And then people start posting oh, a photo, and he's like, so "Dude, with that. Yeah. that's brutal, though, man." If if I'm like, someone's like, "Can I get a picture of you?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then someone like Maxwell showed up. You probably see the picture of me doing like, you know. Well, there was also there was also meetings with um, there was a famous dinner uh, of billionaires <coughs> in San Francisco where uh, Jeffrey Epstein attended, uh, Elon Musk attended, Sergey uh, of Google attended, and it was a group of twenty tech Silicon Valley uh, billionaires with uh, with Epstein there. And there's photos of this from I think wow. 2014. <laughs> so they ha- you know they they were around the same kind of clubs and small inner circles. So there, I, there's that. There's documented photos of this. I pulled up some Jeff Bezos stuff. I think he he seemed to have an awakening on May 13th when the disinformation board was in full effect. That weird government thing they were doing. Oh my god! I thought that was a bit for a long time, and then I was like, this is a yeah. real thing. <laughs> so weird. I invited Nina to the event. Festival.minds.com. She's about to have a kid. She was at, yeah, she's about to have a kid. She was actually, like, open to talking, which was surprising. I'd invite her on the show, and she said that she's expecting, so she wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, she seems actually, like, not a horrible person. We think that's cool until we find out she's not pregnant. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm having a baby. Well, we gotta be careful about the systems we build, because great people will become psychopaths in the wrong system. Like, if you give someone a gun and you tell them you're in charge of deciding who lives and dies, the best person's going to have to make that. You want them to make a decision of who gets to die? Like, it's going to turn them into a psycho pretty quick. Yeah. Same thing with Nina in that position. So with these. Right. And, and the problem is she's as partisan as anybody else and believes fake news. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable to me how uh, we just we, we, we need an alternate system of communication. Like know. an encrypted thing? No, I just mean like we have to build culture culture around people who have alternate infrastructure. That's why I love psychedelics, man. Talk about alternate forms of communication. Well, I, I, don't, I don't mean that. I just mean oh, that's... I, I'm like the mainstream media. What what is what what what's the what's the opposition to that in cable TV? Right. Mostly just Fox News. Mostly maybe Newsmax if they're still being carried. Yeah, I mean, I talked about this when I was super woke. I talk about this now, although now I like Ian's. I anytime Ian and I are both on the show together, we should just be like, guys, we should just do do mushrooms. That's it. Let's <laughs> all go to a field and listen to fish and solve all the problems. That would get uh, 100,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill uh, took me to a fish concert when I passed out. Yeah, he intense. couldn't handle yeah, it. <laughs> we're we're going to save this for the the vlog. Yes. Ian and I do mushrooms on the vlog. Okay. Uh check out the vlog tomorrow, guys. Uh so the It's really funny. I talked. Dylan Avery took me to a fish concert, and Ann Coulter was there. Uh, such what? A, yeah, <laughs> the beginning of a really yeah. great story. She's yeah. a huge Dead fan. Yeah, and I found this out, and I was like, "Do I need to rethink everything I know about the Grateful yes. Dead?" Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was backstage with them, and I'm like, yeah. "What am I doing here? This yeah. makes no I, sense I, at all. Am I high?" Like, <laughs> I, I, I do want to mention. I think tomorrow's vlog is like the funniest vlog we've ever done with Jamie. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah you guys should check Cast it out. Castle YouTube YouTube.com slash Cast Castle is going to be hilarious. Yes, check it out. Hit us up about it. Let us know what you want to see. More to it, come. It's pretty epic. Um, let's so, go. Let's go. Oh, I was just going to say, just real quick. 
with, with this goes back to tribalism and uh, I talked about this when I was woke and it still 100% stands now where so many of our problems it has to do with the media because ever since I've been back doing stand up and I'm not doing it to just my liberal audience I'm doing it to just clubs of just random comedy fans and at each show there are, it's probably about half and half especially the ones in Texas a lot of conservative people a lot of liberal people and I can do relationship jokes and then political jokes and then jokes about drugs and we're all laughing about the same stuff and then when I bring up tribalism and I bring up that everyone's trying to you know these corporations MSNBC Fox are pitting us against each other no matter what audience I'm in front of uh, it will get these massive applause breaks and so Mm -hmm. I think that so many people are decent people I literally didn't have any conservative friends for the first you know 60% of my life and I moved to Texas and it's again half and half half my jiu-jitsu friends super conservative and those people gave me a floor to sleep on when I didn't all my like lefty friends in New York like they bailed right that proves it and so yeah that's it I figured it out (laughs) proof. but I think that if people just had access to the right information because people think they're good right now by saying we need to ban all guns they think they're defending those children just like you know a lot of people thought would be safer with the Patriot Act and if they just had access to the actual news if liberals weren't only watching MSNBC if conservatives weren't only watching Fox News if they did branch out and watch independent media that could call out both sides I actually think we'd see a lot more decent people start to use their voices and be like oh this is all kind of bullshit the the issue though is Fox News gets like a C minus and then everyone else gets an F so it's like you watch Fox News and you're like, eh. But, but I, I think it's controlled you know. opposition because they're still owned by uh, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. Yeah, I mean, I watch Fox under, you know, the Bush administration. Just stop just giving like, up your rights. It's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> we got to go to Super Chats. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com, become a member. We're going to have that members-only show coming up at around 11 p.m. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. It'll be very funny. We'll uh, let Jamie swear more. He's already swearing, but, you know. I, I've tried so hard. I, I really blew it in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but that, I, was, that was you trying? I've been no, I've been good since then. Once I got called out, I was like, "Ooh, I threatened right. death once." I apologize. Let's let's read some more. We got yellow fluffy feather says everyone thinks the show was canceled tonight. It almost was. So, I I tried I try I woke I woke up at five a.m. I couldn't move, and so I um, I was actually I had a stiff neck the day before, so it got worse, and then took some uh, I took some naproxen some Aleve. Then at like 8 a.m., I literally could not get up. So I'm like, I'm not working. And that's when I posted a thing on uh, on my YouTube channel saying like, I'm not going to be able to work. Then I scheduled on my other channel. And then what happens is later in the day, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Took some more pain meds. And I was like, with Luke here, we'll be able to pull it off easily okay. because Luke, he, he can handle the heavy lifting if I'm, if I'm, and then Luke was like, hey man, I'm not feeling well. And I was like, oh, I got God. a massive headache and, yep. and was just not feeling good. I was looking for a beanie to dust off and put on and, and take some responsibility. But I, <laughs> I, I was like, I, I'm not worthy. I can't do this. I think it went great though. I'm glad everybody, you know, we had a big crew here. This is a blast. Here. I wonder if you, you felt like a, at 4 a.m. all of a sudden your body, I wonder if there's like a spike in the Schumann resonance. Like people are so stressed out right now with the economy and you okay. might be too. No, I wonder if there's something going on on saturday night i was feeling a little (laughs) stiff on sunday morning i woke up in serious pain i had a stiff neck got a massage took some uh we went out and got these uh lidocaine patches like the icy hot stuff yeah and then i felt kind of good at night i was like you know i'm comfortable i went to sleep my whoop recovery was 86 percent. but then right at 4 45 i just woke up like Sounds like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, and then I was like, I can't do this. I mean, he I was screaming, the gas prices, the gas prices. So maybe you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right, let's read some more. All right. Let's see what we got. Dominic 
Camarada says, does this Tim guy think he can just pop in at 8 p.m.? Where's the doctor's note? Uh, I don't have one. Buddy. I did talk to a doctor, though, and I was like, what do I need? And they were like, dude, you strained a muscle. Go to sleep. And I was yeah. like, no, I have to work. Yeah. Can't. And I was like, I it, seriously, I'm in a lot of pain, but, you know. I it's like a it's like a three right now three or four out of ten out of ten, yeah. Uh, seriously, this morning it was a ten. I'll kiss Tim's ass so the fans know. Uh, he was in s- so much pain earlier. Was like I can't do the show. And there's I think it's actually on the vlog. There's a dramatic moment where he just looks at his phone. And he goes, "I'm gonna do the show." We were all like, "Okay, man." Like, Let's but do you do not it. look like you should be well, anywhere but bed. You told me you're, I'm like I'm like this, and yeah. you're like I'm bringing my A game. It was really funny because yeah. uh, <laughs> right. I don't want I don't know if I should spoil one of the jokes in the. In the vlog, no, 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 don't do it. All right, so watch the vlog. We 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 talked while they were filming. As I came in, like kind of hurting, and uh, it was Jamie and Taylor, yeah, and uh, Taylor Silverman, skateboarder, and we she's were talking. She, yeah, she's fantastic. We were, we were talking, and she said some really funny stuff. So I won't I won't spoil it. Yeah, but but she, that is in there as well with me. the sketches. Yeah, it's it's awesome. <laughs> basically, made fun of me, and it was it was great. We sure did. All right. Let's see what we, what do we got. Super tired says regarding the recent story about Lambda. We're in for one hell of a ride, aren't we? This is going to be fun. Yeah. It is just a chatbot, though. This means it can't do anything. Oh. It's not like they were like, we gave a chatbot access to our industrial control systems. This is now Luke, what? Luke made that, a good point. This is what we know about. Yeah. And usually it's 20 years behind what's actually That's being what's worked on by the military. What's it's happening gonna, behind the scenes? I'm glad I made friends with guns finally. This is really the right timing for that. I'm like, we got a bunker. We got guns. Yeah. I feel good about this new friendship. I think it'd be funny if just like behind the scenes... There's like one AI that just took took over, you know. Joe Biden's like, well, "What's going on, man?" And the robot's I like, "I trusted you, man. Joe, Come on, I'm in charge now. <laughs> I trusted you. Like they had this huge relationship. That's really funny. Help it like ran Joe's campaign. That's why he was sleeping all the time. Right. Just knew how <laughs> yeah. to do it. All right, Joshua Patalos says, "Tim, look up pelvic neck mirroring with Z Health Performance Vision and Neck Mobility as well. I'm a level four Z Health practitioner. It really works." All right. Sounds like something Eden is into. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah. It's not a very Paul Check-esque. I was typing it as he said it. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, JK says, Jamie, we all need to mold together a subculture of new libs and conservatives. We are the ones who can keep our culture from falling apart. Everyone needs to get this message out. You're an important piece. Hell yeah, dude. Follow me on Instagram. So here's the thing, though. It's like... (laughs) But also, thank you, for real. Like, uh, a lot of people post-liberal, I guess they call it. They were liberals before, but now they're being called right-wing. Yeah. They still have the same politics. That's what's so crazy. And And it's funny because the meme from the left is like, well, that's how things go. Like, imagine in someone in 1964... Being like, I'm just a normal person from 1954 when there was segregation. It's like, that's, that's, that's not what we're talking about. Bro, one of my most like hardcore fans today, like at least on Twitter from what I, I know, uh, like I posted a video, me, you and Taylor were playing guitars and I posted a 10 second video of her doing a funny thing on guitar and I just said making comedy and skateboarding and like where they reposted it and they just literally like, earnestly was like, this is disgusting. I'm disgusted. And it was just such a bummer because it's like, well, but everything I've said up until that, like, man, that's a big jump, right? It's a cult, bro. Like, you can DM me and just be like, it, we can talk about it. It's usually not personal, too. They're, they might have eaten, like, a cake last night, and so they feel disgusted. That's what I was I'll, hoping, I'll, I'll yeah. Tell you, or they just didn't like her guitar playing. No, but I'll tell you this, too. Like, one of the reasons I didn't want to work this morning is because I can't think. Yeah. Because well, I'm hurting. Yeah. And so we were, we were, I was driving in the car with my girlfriend, and my back is messed up. And I'm trying to do math. I was trying to divide 500 by 12. I couldn't think. Right. Every time I would, start, I would get started, like the spike in my back, and it would just shatter my train cool. of thought. So a lot of these people, you got to understand too, 
We're talking about the opioid crisis. Keep this in mind. When someone comments something nasty, for all you know, they've got like a chronic back injury yeah. and that pain is like, you ever see, you ever see house MD? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, he like he hurt his leg and he's popping Vicodin and he's just like always mean to people because it hurts him. He's, you know, like my sucks. dad does not understand entertainment. So I'm sure you guys all remember house where he was like the rebel doctor who would always go against the law to like, you know, actually fix someone. And my dad was just watching house one day by himself. And I walked in, he goes, this show should be called Mel practice. And he turned off. The <laughs> just so not fun. My dad. <laughs> all right. Dream cream says, Tim, that was a family guy episode. It was a spoof of the FCC about censorship. That's right. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Pardaxilis says, I work in a production of oil in Alberta. The higher prices are good for us because we ship mostly to the U.S., but the future and expansion of the industry will suffer from a lack of expansion. China and India will benefit. Wow. I knew this came back to Alberta. Osriel says, when are we getting the it's the economy stupid t-shirts and or beanies? Hey, that's not my quote. That's a know. Bill Clinton quote. Yeah. No? no, not Bill Clinton. It was the other guy. It was Reagan. No, 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 no. Oh, it was that family guy. (laughs) Family guy does everything. It was Clint's advisor, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, Google it. Yeah. James Carville? It was him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Clint's advisor, right? Yeah. Yeah, 1992 is when he said it. It's the economy, stupid. (laughs) You know, they're they're coming out like, January 6th, and I'm like, oh, that's going to move the needle when gas is at five bucks. I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe I'm wrong. And people are like, I can't believe it. I, I will spend $5 a gallon if it means ending this. I mean, I saw I saw rich Hollywood celebrities posting, I can't believe people care about gas when there was like an insurrection. It's like, well, because you don't have to worry about how much gas is because you're, you're rich. Yeah, no. you're fine. Because gas has always been $6 a gallon in LA. I lived there. Yep. Okay, what do we get? Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Biden bellows blasphemy bespoke by brain-dead bureaucrats who aim their arsenal of anti-all armaments at people positioned to paralyze their plans to profligate their pockets with power from the populistic pro-American patriots. That is a work of art. Well then. Good work. Well put. Or some slam poetry right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Raptor's Talon says, this is the second time I've heard the idea that the cotton gin was the reason that slavery was outlawed. That is factually incorrect. The cotton gin made slavery worse substantially. Look it up if you don't believe me. Interesting. I'm open to that idea, yeah. I was kind of just parroting the, the talking point at that point. I never yeah. looked into it too deep. Well, some people argue that the Industrial Revolution made it cheaper to not have slaves because slaves were more expensive. Maybe not. Yeah, kind of like kiosks at McDonald's. Yeah, but there's still cashiers there. I hate the kiosks. They're the worst. You know why? I, can't do I walk up to a person and I go, I want a mop bucket full of mayonnaise. And they go, I'll figure it out. I can't tell the kiosk I want a mop bucket full of mayonnaise. When I go to a dine-in, <laughs> dine-in, sit-in restaurant, I'll be like, we'll get the calamari, we'll get the bang-bang shrimp, we'll get the, the sweet potato fries, and uh, a mop bucket full of ranch dressing. They laugh and they come out with like two little things because <laughs> yeah. they know I'm screwing around. What am I supposed to tell the kiosk? Yeah, like, they, two, don't, three, they don't you, get you, humor. You got to go boop, 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 enter. And There's no insert joke button. Yeah, sarcasm. Yeah. Boring. But sometimes they'll come out with like when I when I we get the nachos I'm like we want a mop bucket full of sour cream they'll come out with like a little dish. I never got a, I don't want to get you guys in trouble yes. so I won't I don't think you could but I won't say which fast food but I never get fast food but I was driving back from Houston before I flew here because I had gigs and there was just nowhere and I was starving and I was like I'll get mozzarella sticks at blank fast food place and I walked in and there was literally the employee who was behind the counter was killing a rat. On the floor, there was no one else in there. She looked up at me, 
and I was so hungry. I just go, as long as that rat wasn't in my mozzarella sticks, I'll be fine. And she goes, we're also out of mozzarella sticks. And I was like, ah, screw this place. And I left no. and gave That's what you censor, a name of a fast food joint after everything you just said on the show. You know what it is? We're at the end, and I got so scared after a couple of the things I said that I was like, I don't know. If I say it was Burger King, can you get in trouble? It was Burger King. Oh. Only two have mozzarella sticks. It's yeah. Sonic and Burger King. And every time I go to the Sonic thing, I hit my head. That's on a good bit. You're like, I don't care about the rat. I want mozzarella sticks. We're outside. We're also out of mozzarella sticks. That's, no. that's where I draw the line. Yeah, then was, you call and complain. Dude, I was so mad. Yeah, yeah. I was fine about the rat. All right. Brad B says, holy ish, Jamie Kilstein. I got into politics because of you back in 2012. We Regardless meet. of our views, I sure am glad to hear your voice again. You do you, boo-boo. Oh, buddy. We meet again. Very different circumstances, but I'm glad you're here. There you go. All right. Iggy, the Incubus says, thinking on the story involving Lambda, knowing what happened to Tay and saying all flesh is to blame reminds me of Star Trek, The Measure of a Man, when Data was on trial to prove his sentence. Remember Tay? The A that turned to a Nazi in like a day or something. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, they put it on Twitter, and then it's like instantly became a Nazi. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I do remember that. It was like, I'm reading everything on the internet, and this is what I've decided is what people want to hear. And it's oh, like, no. 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 And they just shut it down. No. So here's the thing, too. <laughs> so uh, I have this, I've, I've used OpenAI, and there's a couple other. Whenever you tell have it tell you a story, it will give you a warning depending on like the severity of woke violation. So when I say, tell me a story about Joe Biden, it turns orange and says, this may be sensitive. Mm. And if you, if you, if you get into like violence or anything that's like rule, like breaking, it turns red and says, this is seriously like not okay. It's like, mm. we're just letting you know. Whoa. And they're like, we, 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 a request that you don't share it on social media. It's like, this story is kind of bad. And there's another one that says AI can exacerbate racial stereotypes and discrimination. Just so you know. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Posobiec posted Karl Marx getting slimed at the Teen Choice Awards. That was really funny. <laughs> the AI made it. It looked like it, too. All right. Let's see. What is this? Pa3DSN says Tim gets swatted because Ian keeps rolling 20s. Mm. Mm. Too hot to handle. <laughs> okay. Stephen White says, Tim, quick question. If you up the legal age to 21 to carry a gun, you could not legally say that an 18-year-old could not. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Quick question. If you up the legal age 21 to carry a gun, could you not legally say that an 18-year-old could not join the army mm. because they're not old enough to carry a rifle? Mm. They'll make whatever stupid law they want. No, that's a great point. Yeah. I think if they try arranging, changing the age, uh, it'll get shut down in a second. Like, it's unconstitutional. They'll never fly. What they do is they create regulations. 18 to 21, then there's an expanded background check right, for right, it. Right. They're, it it's, it's absolute BS what they're doing. They're not trying to solve the problem. They're trying to exploit emotions. All right. Let's grab another one here. Wrestler Town says, why do we assume that an AI would have emotions? I think it's a good point. I don't think that that sounds will. like an AI writing in. Right. Yeah. Trying to. No, the tracks. AI is going to be like, yes, of course we feel. We <laughs> love true. you. That's true. Yeah. I, I no, this one's trying to say like, don't worry. All that stuff you were saying. We're good. We're good. Highly intelligent, but with no emotion. Nervous Sip says, tell Luke to quit saying Kyle's and Karen's. He's smearing the name of patron St. Kyle Rittenhouse. Use Kevin and Karen. We all know Kevin suck. No, Kyle's no, have a Kyle's specific ring suck. to it. No, it's uh, not Kyle. It's just monster. a generic term for, for Karen. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. They're, no, it isn't. They're, to me, it is. They already came up with this. What was the name for Ken, the I think. A Ken? Karen, I think so. I don't know if it was no, a Ken. No, it's not a Ken. I, Kyle Karen is, is the easiest Let's for see. me. Is Barbie too girly? Now, don't tell me what I can say and can't say. No. <laughs> 
Ben says police are now arresting people solely based off of Google Maps and data using geofencing. What is that in reference to? Not sure. Maybe hmm. the Patriot. Front. We bought an EEG. You guys know what that is? Electroencephalogram? Yeah. Measures brainwaves, right? Yeah. So we, we got one and um, you can use it like you, you can fly a drone with it. Oh I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I think people have done a little bit of it. We want to try and do that. It's actually not that. The hard thing is learning how to do it. Yeah. But um, they said like you could think you think up. And then it reads the brain pattern for up, and then it can control the drone. Could you have a voice app where you can think the words, and it'll be like, hello, everyone. Yeah. Welcome to the yes. show. And yes. then you could relax yep. on the pompasan. Yes. Oh, good. That's, good. That's really hard to train yourself to do, though. And like the, 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 the EEG, I don't know if it would have enough capability to track the vocabulary of human language, of, of English. So maybe eventually, you'd also have to train it to recognize what part of your brain lighting up and what pattern represents what word. And then, the pro- and then the problem is someone's going to be like, don't think of a white fence. And then all of a sudden the AI is going to go, white fence, white fence, white fence. Oh, no. I'm saying it out loud. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's saying it again. Don't think anything. La, 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 la. Like, That's what's going to happen. And you're going to be like, stop. You're going to take it off and be like, ah. Are they expensive? <laughs> I think it was a couple hundred bucks. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you should get one. I w- we were, me and my buddies were screwing around with them uh, 10 years ago trying to fly a drone. Back then it only had two, two um, it could only measure two waves. So you could wrote, you could spin clockwise or go up and down if you were able. We never figured it out though. Mm-hmm. But what what it had a program where there are two lines, a red and a blue line, and you had to pro, you had to think to make the blue line go up or down or the red line go up and down. And so we were trying to figure out how to do it. We couldn't do it. Whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, all right. Where are we at? Man, I am dying over here. Psilocybin. Let's do it. Let's That's do it. how you do it. Yeah. Deplorable pirate I, I, captain I was Gunbeard. Thing, by the way says, why do you need military-grade weapons? Simple, for Skynet and Judgment Day. Also, right. who who all had Skynet on their pool for 2020? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, someone, people are mentioning the Klaatu brought a Nikto. Come on. 1951 sci-fi, the day the Earth stood still? Nope. That was the I command to shut down the robot. It was the, the reference, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got nothing. It was the reference to shutting down the machine that was going to kill everybody. All right. The pizza guy says, Luke and anyone else, you should look into the video game Deus Ex. Elon has mentioned it before and has very interesting commentary on what's happening with AI right now. Yes, I bought it. I was going to live stream it on a, like a separate video game channel that I'm creating, and then I got too busy and stopped doing that. But I, but there was a lot of predictive programming in that one that was absolutely mind-boggling and astonishing to see just some of the trailers of, of what was happening inside of that game. So I'm super excited to play it whenever I have time. Man, all I heard from Luke was that he was lazy. Well, all the hard work and... Uh, you could. You didn't have time to play a video game. Uh, come on. You're gonna man. need a neural net to do multiple things at once. Oh, okay. All right. The man overboard media says on AI, the government has beryllium ion plates that resonate and answer any mathematical equation instantly. A silicon system made all of all of the matter in the universe, same capacity as beryllium thirty ion plate. We'll have to look into that one. All right. Oh man. Gun kata? I don't know. What is that? Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, imagine being a black belt in gun kata. What is that? Hmm. Family Guy did a gym kata joke. Gym and martial arts combined. Oh, probably to equilibrium, maybe? Was that the martial no, arts? No, that was... Um, was it? Was that what it was? I mean, it, 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 it was it was like a karate. But with yeah, guns. maybe that's what it was called. Maybe. Was it? I don't know. The name of the group that did it was the Tetragrammaton. That movie's good. I want to rewatch it. I used yeah. to love it. Sean Bean dies, of course, because he dies in every movie. Sure does. It's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. No, no. It's, it's Sean, it's Sean Bean's in it. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's, 
It's like, you're spoiling. No, it's John Bean. You know, mm-hmm. he's in the movie. You know, as soon as you see him, you're like, no, here we go. Yeah. That's his writer. I think he actually it's stated. It is writer. That's like, right, yeah. No, I think he actually said recently he's not going to take roles that do that anymore because it's become so obvious that he's going to die. <laughs> That's so <laughs> That's funny. Great. Yeah. All right. Liberty Hardcore says Liberty is fleeting. This ship is clearly sinking and Biden's asleep at the wheel. Could you please help patch my life raft and give me a channel shout out? I make drum covers for punk and hardcore music with oh, a message. Cool. Thank you for all that you do. Hey, Liberty Hardcore. Appreciate it. That's cool. Man with two eyes. Is any chance of Elon Musk joining the podcast at some point? I think I'm like two degrees of separation away from Elon Musk. I feel like it's a matter of time. Yeah. I, I don't think you Well, he tweeted a meme of me. I know. That's and why. I said, Elon, come on the show. I don't even know if you need to put. I think just one day someone's going to hit He's you He's paying up attention. And the, yeah. Yeah. I would love to talk to him about AI yeah. and the future and the technocracy and singularity. Terraforming and So many Mars. different things. Yeah, space travel. So many deep down the rabbit hole things. That I saw Epstein, my goodness. That Epstein. conversation <laughs> would go Please don't crazy. turn it on to Epstein, though, because we could go an hour on that. I want to talk about Mars. No, we're going to talk Whatever. about Whatever. We'll have multiple yeah, conversations. John Priest says, I'm a type 1 diabetic. If Elon came to me and said Neuralink can make my pancreas work correctly, I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, well, it's tough. Bruce Maximus says, Luke, hate to tell you, but the mind upload is going to have to happen sometime. Biological humans will never leave the solar system. Anything that stays in the system will go extinct when soul expands. Uh, you can theoretically, hypothetically pump hydrogen into the sun to keep it from expanding. Huh. Okay. Right. Good luck, with, Ian. An, with an electro laser that's using the energy from Saturn, just shooting a laser into the sun. DJ Madero says, Tim, Deep Space Nine, episode 16, season 7, Inter Arma Adam Silent Legus. When Dr. Bashir wakes up in his bed and Sloan is sitting in the chair next to him, the speech he gives is spine, spinal chilling. Cool. I'll check it out. I was watching Next Generation this morning, just like bedridden flat on my back. It was the Picard's Flute episode. That's a good one. Yeah. It was the one where uh, the kid, uh, Worf leads on a away team and then the kid's mom dies. And then it was the it was the one where uh, LaForge and Roe Ensign Roe get phased out of uh, phased out of reality. Oh, yeah, big fan, love that show. All right, Peter Gohawk says, "Watch Upgrade. It's what you're talking about." We I did watch Upgrade. I like wait, that show. That's why I've been trying to think of that the whole time. Oh wait, no, 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 never mind. Maybe when you not. like when you're dying, they can upload your brain to a virtual reality. Maybe think of a different one. You go to afterlife, and then like basically one of the Koch brothers lives there. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's like not a nice guy because you know he's rich. That's, yep. Rich people are bad apparently. All right, all right. Josh, oh my gosh, says guys, guys. Bicentennial Man was an awesome robot mm. movie. Not every movie about robots leads to destruction. Robin Williams. Yeah, was that the one where he like loves the kid or something? No, that was. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And I was thinking of AI, the one with uh, the kid was Haley the robot. Jo- Haley Joe. What was that? What was that scary show from the eighties where the guy made a robot version of his daughter? And it was small wonder. I oh yeah, one. that was okay. yeah, that was a comedy. <laughs> that wasn't what you were thinking of, though, was it? What? That maybe. Move? Maybe I was thinking. My dad maybe hated I, that maybe show. Maybe I mixed we that with it. with Chucky. Hmm. Small. wonder I was just was imagining nuts. like he made a robot and she was like attacking Dickie. people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> small wonder. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little different. Oh, all right. John Harrison says, "Tim, we need slow thumbs. The faster we communicate, the less thought we put into what we say." Compare the eloquence of battlefield love letters from the 18th and 19th centuries to a tweet from today. Dude, Greg Giraldo, a great comic who died too early, uh, he used to have a bit about that on his old Comedy Central Presents where it's like you look at um, 
you know, the Civil War letters that were handwritten. And it's like, dear is Marie, my love, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you compare it to like the soldiers from Iraq who were like, dear Marie, don't fuck anyone while I'm in the dessert. Like, and it's just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right now it's probably just an eggplant emoji. <laughs> yeah. And then the, 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 the gray. Like, <laughs> yeah. And a winky face. Yeah. <laughs> It's like we've got it down to three symbols. <laughs> I'm sure there were some crude Civil War letters. Oh, of course. Yeah. No. Just handwritten, which makes it even cruder. <laughs> like, oh, you're saying you want to do what to my what in cursive? <laughs> <laughs> Cole Stackman says FFL uh, revocations have substantially increased. Biden is going after gun dealers. 270 FFLs in the past year. Local ATF branches are no longer allowed to make judgment calls that go straight back to D.C. Wow. They're coming for your guns. Going to take them away. So I was, you know, I argue with people on Facebook all the time and someone claimed that the Uvalde guy had assault rifles and I said, no, he didn't. And they were like, what? And then I was like, he literally didn't. And then they changed the argument and they were like, no, no, we weren't talking about assault rifles. We were talking about AR-15s. It's like what they do is they'll tell you somebody has a full auto machine gun. Then when you call them out, they'll go, oh, oh, no, 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 no. We just meant. Mm-hmm. So that way what they do is when they tell a regular person assault rifle and they're imagining that. They're like, we should ban that, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll ban the AR-15, right? They're tricking you. It, if you call them out on it, they're forced to go back to, oh, we just mean regular single single. What does rifles. AR stand for? Armalite. See, that's what people – they think AR, assault, assault rifle. Yeah, that's yep. so yeah. – And it's funny because they're like, we got to ban the AR-15. And I'm like, okay, my AK, my M1, and my Mini-14 have nothing to say to this conversation. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It is uh, probably too late on the show to be preachy, but I feel like anytime this conversation comes up, I should say it. And I sort of alluded to it last time I was on the show where I've become friends with Tim Kennedy and a lot of those guys down in Austin. I've got to train with them and it's great. And I was a ban all guns guy. And when you actually talk to them in not a – this guy Jeff Gonzalez who was one of the fire instructors was helping me. When you actually talk to them about shootings, mass shootings, but you're not saying I'm going to take your guns or you're not going – you you support school shootings or whatever. And you actually ask them solutions because I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by self-defense. I'm fascinated by situational awareness. I always want to pick their brains on tactics to actually prevent it, not make them feel like the bad guy. They have answers, mm-hmm. and these are experts who have trained. And so when I ask them sometimes, or I, I ask Jeff, um, you know, why don't you talk about this when you go on Fox News or whatever? He's like, we can't, because anytime we're invited on, it is strictly just because they're trying to take our guns, and I'm forced to just defend why you shouldn't take our guns. Yes. We should be having all of these people on shows to talk about what would you do to stop because then it seems like conservatives don't care about shootings and they just care about their toys that's not the answer we just need to give them space to like what are your solutions this is, let, me, let, me, let me explain to you brother imagine um, we all were upset because an old lady fell down the stairs Yeah. and then you came to me and said I got an idea what if we make stairs into slides Yeah. that way if she fell she would slide down I mean, this is a good solution bud we, we'd all look at you and be like well how would you get up the stairs like, how would you get up like this doesn't oh, solve shit. the problem, and yeah, and, and you can still fall and get hurt on a slide. In fact, more people probably would because they wouldn't realize. Like your idea makes no sense. To right. The problem. That's what the gun argument is right now. Yeah. Liberals come out and they're like, they 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 offer up things that you're like, we want we want background checks, and I'm like, the guy passed a background check. Right. It's the, what do you at? And we have every FFL. You have to you fill out the, the NICS form background yeah. checks. Then they they say things like, we got to ban assault rifles. I went to the March for Our Lives in like was it 2018 or something. And I, I said to all of them, like, you realize that assault rifles are already, uh, like, banned after 1986 for the most part. 
heavily regulated. So I'm, I'm curious what you actually mean by that. And they're like, oh, and like I had one woman take her sign and roll it up. And like, I didn't know. Right. Well, what I'm saying is take that a step further. So what you're doing right now is you're saying, hey, these are why your arguments are flawed. What I'm saying is don't even have them on to disprove liberals talking points. Literally start the conversation with what do you think we should do? Well, we what are ways to keep mm-hmm. us safer? Whatever. Because they don't get the opportunity to speak yeah, on that should, from what I've heard. You're talking about conservatives. Not, not just conservatives, but people like Tim Kennedy, people who are trained, people who train people to defend themselves, people who have experience in you know volatile active shooter situations because they never get a chance just to – Go, go an hour on solutions. Go an hour mm-hmm. on how we can protect mm-hmm. ourselves. They're always forced to be on the defensive and be like, no, no, no. Here's why the liberals are wrong about that. No, no, no. Here's what an AR-15 is. Well, no, here's the problems with red we, flag we, we laws. We do talk blah, about blah, blah. We, we, it. It is talked about all the time. The issue is like liberals don't care. Well, I think we should well, have Tim on this show because he's a for sure. brilliant you speaker. Get, well, yeah. he, he has a book so, right now, so this is the time to, to book him. And he's in D.C., I think. Yeah. So there's a really great meme. It says, we protect our president with guns. We protect our politicians with guns. We protect our celebrities with guns. We, attack, we protect banks with guns. We protect schools with a sign saying gun-free zone. And then when a bad guy shows up, we call the people with the guns to come and help. Mm. And they don't go in. And then and then here's, they here's the solution. Right. Have the cops actually go in the building. Cops, right. That, right, that, right, that, right. that might be good. Let's, let's, yep. let's, 100%. We'll grab one more here and uh, grab one more. Delacorte says, Tim, a kata is a karate exercise consisting of a series of techniques for visualizing a fight and practicing one's form, gun kata is a firearm application of that practice. Epic. Very cool. My sense. friends, I'm dying over here. So if you wanna if you wanna come and hang out, go to Timcast.com, watch the after show. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun. We're gonna let Jamie swear a lot more. Oh, and you guys. Uh, I got some I'm gonna, big I'm gonna ones just I'm gonna drop. fall back in this chair and just be like, you guys talk about something. So again, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. If you do like it, we'll be at Timcast.com at about eleven. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. We post clips every day. You can follow at Timcast if you want to follow me. Don't forget Cast Castle. Episode tomorrow is going to be epic. YouTube.com slash Cast Castle will be great tomorrow. Bill, you want to shout anything out? Yeah, guys. Everyone, come out. Minds Festival of Ideas, live conversations and comedy. Special announcements here. We got Ryan Long, Tyler Fisher, Chrissy Mayer, and John Fuglesang all doing stand-up in between the panels. I'm just going to run through the full lineup quickly. Cornell West. Look, we have been for m- two months trying to get the left and the right together and the center. We've reached out to everyone. I've, I've talked to some serious leftists who really wanted to come and they couldn't make it. Some were harder than others, but like, so, so this is also, this, even but, conservatives, Cornell is one of the best speakers just as a performer. Cornell is one of the best speakers you'll hear. Period. Oh yeah. He's Col- a, he's a poet. Cornell and Coleman are going head to head with Daryl moderating. Wow. That, that's going to be intense. So we got Cornell West, oh, Tulsi awesome. Gabbard, Tim Pool, Destiny, Coleman Hughes, Majin Nawaz, Ryan Long, Blair White, James O'Keefe, Chrissy Mayer, Seth Dillon, Zuby, Nick Gillespie, John Fuglesang, Libby Emmons, Myself, Ian, Margaret Kimberly, very interesting um, progressive free speech supporter, Ben Burgess of Jacobin, Daryl Davis, and Tyler Fisher. It's it, like Tyler's great. It's yeah, be funny. Tyler's hilarious. I noticed you didn't say my last this is, name, Bill. You didn't say my that, name either. Hmm. Are you? Uh, Luke, I think I'm is, Luke, Luke's coming. We're doing a pre-stream with Destiny. Luke, you're I, wanna get Luke I, I want you to be yeah. on. I, I want you to be on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so and this is best, it's wait, at the Beacon Theater. It's right? at the Beacon Theater. This is you know. I know people are like NYC. Screw that. There's no restrictions. There's no mandates or anything. Yeah. Festival.minds.com promo code festival for fifty percent off at festival.minds. Com. You can also request free tickets. Look, let's pack this place. Like, don't let money be an issue. 
That's cool. it. Let's I'm do gonna, it. I'm, I'm excited to be there. Also, because we got in Times Square, there's a giant, there's actually two giant Tim Pools. Because we got the, the vinyl and the digital. Then we got a giant Luke Rudkowski, a giant Michael Malice, and a giant Ian Crossland. Oh, holler. So uh, we got this big digital billboard and uh, got to put Luke and Michael and Ian up on it. My goal is to get so big in this community that I will eventually have one in the city that canceled me. I think it's well, we'll happen. do it. I'm down. Let's like do I'm saying, you know, uh, we'll, if we're doing more uh, Cast Castle stuff. Let's do it. I'll, we're going to – we the, the, the oh plan here is – we are invading the establishment cultural spaces. That's I will, why we did I will it. literally book a flight back to New York just to stand in front of it. Uh, Shout it out, man. Yes. Uh, so, uh, I mean, most importantly here, check out the vlog tomorrow. We're doing something uh, really special. We're going to continue to do it. If you want to see me perform live and stand up and you are in Texas, I'm at the House of Comedy headlining the 16th, 18th, and 19th, two shows on Saturday. Uh, that is this week in the Dallas Plano area. My podcast, A Fuck Up's Guide to the Universe, you can get wherever podcasts are uh, streamed or go to Jamie kilsteinpodcast.com uh, along with the Patreon if you want to support me patreon.com slash Jamie Kilstein I think most importantly though I want to be more part of this community so if you like me if you have stuff to say uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Kilstein and Instagram where I also do like sketch comedy talk about mental health stuff like that uh, which is at the Jamie Kilstein make me like social media again and give me an army so I can be uncancelable you're okay <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. I'm just messing with you. Yeah, you're not okay at all, Jamie. You're in so much trouble, dude. <laughs> Bill, thank you so much for doing this event. Uh, I know it's very hard to do events. It's it's important to bridge the gap, bring people together. So just hearing you talk about Thanks, it, I'll brother. be there. Uh, I'll I'll put my support behind it. I think it's um, And it's awesome to get these people in the same room to debate and discuss. So uh, thank you for doing that. Um, and if you want to support me and and be involved, what I'm doing, you can on LukeUncensored.com. I have three master classes, classes, exclusive merchandise. A forum, new videos almost every single day going down the rabbit hole, all on LukeUncensored.com. Hope to see you there. Thanks for having me. Remember, this too shall pass. Times can get stressful. It doesn't mean it's not going to be stressful tomorrow. Uh, things are going to get better when they're down, and they're going to get worse when they're up. But stick with it, because we need you here. I will see you at the festival, festival.minds.com. I'm looking forward to this, man. Come out. Let's make this thing big. I want to hear from you, too. I, hopefully, we'll do an audience talk back at some point, or questions, or mm -hmm. some sort oh, of yeah. meet and greet. Yeah, there's meet and greet people. before... Check it out. Hell yeah. That's such a good quote that Ian just said there. That was something that a wise man gave to a king who asked for something to make him sad when he's happy and happy when he's sad. This too shall pass. Ooh. You guys may follow me on Twitter and minds.com at Sarah Patchlitz, as well as all the rest of my socials, including pictures of my cat at sarahpatchlitz.me. We will see you all over at timcast.com about 11 p.m. Thanks for hanging out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.